Welcome to Hami Media Group, or as the cool kids say, HMG. We're here to provide you with the very best entertainment alternative media has to offer. Thank you to all our supporters who have made us what we are today. Follow us on social media, video, and podcast platforms at Hami Media Group. Become a subscriber to Hami Media Group at Patreon.com for great free daily content as well as off-the-top-rope extras. Subscribe to our affiliate Patreon channels with a plethora of fun content on various tiers that will bring tears of joy to your eyes. Vince Russo's The Brand, The Rip Rogers FR Podcast, Stevie Ray TV, Goldilocks, The A-Show with Aaron Stevens and April Hunter, The Two-Man Power Trip, Velvet Sky and Angelina Love, The Beautiful People, and now... The Larry Hankin Stories. Support your favorite HMG and independent pro wrestling talent at ProWrestlingTees.com. Enjoy the ultimate meal with Zordos Ultra Premium Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Head over to ZordosOliveOil.com. Start your day with the best cup of joe, bro. Try a fantastic selection of flavorful coffee blends at TheBrosters.com. StevieRichardsFitness.com. Get off that couch and make a healthy change without leaving your home. Amazing resistance band and yoga workout programs at an affordable price that will help you become a band new you. Hear from the pros who live the biz, bro, with talent that have worked for every major organization led by the man who put the attitude back in pro wrestling and in your ear holes. It's got to be russosbrand.com bro again we'd like to thank you for joining us here at hmg and now it's time to be entertained space the final frontier these are the voyages of the starship enterprise its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds to seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Yeah, that's right. We're back. The best sci-fi in the world. Because Star Wars sucks big uh, Andorian dicks. It is me, the original series Mark, Dimitri Rizzertos, and I just popped the shit out of my co-host, the Sinister Minister. The co-host of the Destino, well, he's a co-host of the Smack Attack. Moonlight's on Destino, pod, a Destino podcast. Talks about all that New Japan, all that Japanese bullshit wrestling. It is my man, John. And right, John, what is going on today, brother? Oh, you know, I'm just living life, doing work, trying to catch up from uh, last week being on the beach and vacation. Nice. You know, and so, you know, they say you need a vacation from your vacation, but really you need a vacation from coming back from your vacation. Exactly. exactly. Because this week has been busy slammed. Um, you know, school's getting ready to start back up here in Texas. So uh, that leads to a lot of outreach opportunities for work mm-hmm. for us. 
which is good because we get to tell people about our program and the things that we do. It just makes for a really busy like weekends and uh, things like that. And being social media manager, making sure we get all that information out, thanking people for, you know, back to school fairs. So like, for example, there were two back to school. There's three this weekend. And between the three back to school fairs, we probably saw 900 people. You Holy know, shit. That's a lot know, of people, man. It's a lot of people between, you know, that's between Weatherford and Lido, which Alito is the big rich part of town with they won like you know eight national eight uh state championships in the last mm. eight years and stuff like that. And but between there and Weatherford, we saw about nine hundred people where we were able to you know do that kind of stuff. And then tomorrow we have a vendor fair for the Weatherford ISD. Every teacher is gonna be at the high school and we'll be able to pass out information about Freedom House and Crossroads to every teacher that comes through. Um, so, so it's, it's, it's a great time. We're going to be busy. Uh, then other outreach events that are coming along the way and it uh, just makes for a good time, a busy time and, uh, you know, looking forward to it, but that doesn't compare to talking Star Trek. So no, it does not. No, it does not. Well, I'll say since, since you enjoyed a week on the beach, I was slaving away at the donut shop and then, and then come to find out I had this incredible toothache. So Went to three different dentist offices, and the last dentist office I went, they strictly did root canals, and they're like, "Nah, we can't do a root canal on your tooth because the crack is too deep." So I had to get it extracted. So basically, I'm talking here with one less tooth in my fucking head right now. <laughs> Are you gonna get it replaced? Oh God, yes, yeah, so- sooner or later I will. But what a fucking nightmare that was. Pain, tooth, t- tooth pain is the worst. I swear to God, it is, it is, it is like being hit by a Klingon disruptor. That's how much it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it sucked a big fucking fat hairy one, man. How Holy did you do that? How did you crack a tooth? Uh, uh, probably just chomping down on too hard, grinding my teeth. Mm. I'll tell you mm. something. Moonshine and Xanax helped me fucking sleep <laughs> the night before I had it extracted. <laughs> Things you Basically, probably shouldn't put together, but you know what the no, hell at this no, point. But, the, but the Xanax was a, it was like a twenty five milligram Xanax, and it was like half of that. <laughs> All right, hey, oh, whatever yeah. you got to so do, it was whatever like, you got to do. Literally, it was like nothing. My mother was sitting here where I'm sitting right now, and I was sleeping, and she goes, "The minute you took that Xanax, she goes, you were out like a light." So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. It helped me out so. Yeah. Oh boy, oh boy. But John, we got a lot of news, don't we? we I mean, we, we got a ton of news. I mean, I mean, Star Trek is just popping, baby. I mean, it we're, is. We're, we're popping here, you know. It's, it is big. It it's is big. big. It's big I, right now. Yeah, I also saw Greek God Papadon over last Saturday. I saw him. He was he was at no, it was two Saturdays ago. Right. July thirty first. It was the Immortal Wrestling show, Immortal Twelve, whatever they did, they did some Star Wars bullshit theme for 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 their show, which I was like, "Fuck that!" Next time you gotta do like a Star Trek one, please. Can we, right. can, we can we do something that's actually good? And me and him, we were kind of going back and forth about Star Trek and and uh, Star Wars a little bit. So nice, but he is still the Immortal Wrestling Championship. He's still the Immortal Wrestling Champion. Still Greeky three belts. Yeah. Shout out Greek God Papadon. Best unsigned fucking talent in the world. Easily. And, and, and Ben Hameen was perfect. I mean, I saw the promo after that, that show <laughs> that GGP did, and I was just like, 
God damn, that's good. I mean, as he's much good. as you, as much as you know, you want to hate the guy. He, I mean, he's damn good at what he does. He good, I mean, man. you know, and uh, you know, and the matches that I've gotten to see, uh, man, that I'm telling you, if y'all haven't gone and seen the NWA match that he did, um, you got to check that out. That was yeah. some good shit. That you was good mean? shit. The stuff that he did on AEW was great too. Great, yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't you know, deny the guy's talent. No, you, know, you can see he's, that he's put in the work. He knows what yeah. he's doing. And, you know, just, he, he's an incredible talent. He is. So I will say that about him. His choice in sci-fi is eh, a little iffy, it's, but it's lacking. And we it's, have, we all have flaws. We all have yeah, flaws. We all, we do have all flaws. Yeah. So, but, and, and I will say this about, about Papa Don, he wrestled Rhett Titus. Oh, wow. And let me tell you something. They tore the fucking house down. Mm. And it was so good. I mean, it was it was, it was the best match. The the, the the whole immortal card was was outstanding. It was really it was a really good show. So, so guys, so guys, if you haven't checked it out, if you're if you're not in this in the central here in the New York area, go go to Facebook Immortal Immortal Championship Wrestling on, on Facebook. Greek got Papa Don on Facebook as well for, for 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 his videos and everything else. Check them out, guys. You will not be disappointed. So. But on, on that note, let's get to some let's get to some Star Trek news. Hey, real quick, is it, are you guys on like IWTV or Fight TV or anything like that where people I go watch? don't think he's on Fight TV yet. I have okay. to ask Mike that. So okay, all right. I was just wondering because like that was one of those ones where I wanted to like if it was going to be online, I wanted to be able to watch it kind of thing. Yeah, maybe maybe it might be online. I don't know. I'm not sure. I have to ask okay. Mike because our video. Our video uh, production guy that that that, that cuts the that, that edits the shows and stuff. Right. It takes him a really long time to freaking do it. So okay. But <laughs> but I don't. Know, we we got. I got. I got to talk to him. He's got to figure out how to do that live and get on fight because I know because I know it would do well. Especially a lot of people from Jaime Media would definitely mm-hmm. you know tune in to like check it out. So sure. Yeah. I'd throw some shekels your y'all's way to uh, to watch that. So and you'll get a chance to hear me on commentary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's go ahead and uh let's uh blow the bosun's whistle and let's get some news going. And here we go. All right, so uh, Triple D, you you have uh Paramount Plus, right? Yes, I do. Um did you notice something missing from your Paramount Plus in this last few days? I haven't been on there lately, though. Okay. Well, if you go on Paramount Plus and you go look at all the Star Trek movies, you'll notice that they're not there anymore. What? They they moved them over to AMC Plus, uh, which was launched last year um, and made available for AMC's brands of things like The Walking Dead, BBC America, IFT, Sundance, and Shudder. The reason why they did this is they uh, there's no word yet of what the Star Trek films will return to Paramount Plus, but it's the idea is they are a producer and licensor of premium content to third party platforms globally, and so this was one of the this is one of the things that they did, and that it was actually one of their strategic pillars as far as growth in the fiscal you know market for them last year. Mm-hmm. Basically, licensing contribute to 1.8 million or 25 percent of Viacom CBS's 2021 first corner revenue. So the idea is instead of keeping it on their channel, they'll they'll license it out to AMC or Netflix or whoever mm-hmm. and make more money off of that than they would just keeping it on Paramount Plus. I see. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, it's it's a smart business deal to do that, though. But the people at Paramount Plus that want to see it, who don't have AMC Plus or don't have Netflix, it, it's kind of a kick in the ass for them because, listen, man, you know, we're paying the, the premium off for the subscription, but we don't have the movies here. Right. So that might backfire on them. You might have some people cancel it. But in the long run, it's going to make Paramount, it's going to make Paramount and Viacom more money. So yeah. but it's a smart what, business deal. It is, but would it would it cause them to cancel it when, you know, for example, tomorrow um drops, you know, season two of Lower Decks. And ah, then, yeah, there we go. You know, and well, then, really, tomorrow starts season two. Yeah, because August twelfth. You know, oh yeah, August twelfth. Yeah, August twelfth. So, uh, lower decks drops tomorrow, and then the, from what I've said, it looks like us. Uh, I, I think I have it in our stories later, but in the later in the fall, season four of Discovery drops. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, so you've got this stuff coming, and then you're going to have Picard, and then you're going to have you know Strange New Worlds. So. They're going to keep you interested in that. And the movies, you know, are good. I'm not saying that the movies are terrible, but a lot of people I feel got this for the original programming. Yeah. You know, and, and the movies were Lanyap, really, let's be honest. And for those of you who don't speak Cajun, uh, Cajun, that's Cajun for Lanyap is for extra or bonus. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's to me, like for me, I, like I said, I still haven't pulled the trigger yet for the cheaper option. But like that wouldn't affect me as much. Going, oh my god, they took the movies off. I'm gonna cancel. I, I bought mainly for the you know the original programming that I'm not gonna yeah. see on Netflix. Like I can still watch on Netflix, you know, Deep Space Nine and TNG, and I can still yeah, watch TOS. Exactly, yeah, you know, which again, why not have it on both platforms like they're doing? They're making money because they're yeah. Netflix is licensing it for them. I think uh, so is Amazon Prime. You Amazon know, you can Prime, watch. You can watch YouTube. It there. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube too. All yeah. the Star Trek movies are on YouTube, and YouTube charges for 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 them all. So obviously, you know, uh, because here's the thing: because everyone loves the movies, mm-hmm. so and and there and you so a movie like that. If you hear someone talk about Star Trek movies, like, oh, really? And then they go, they check out. They like if they have Prime Video, they go to Prime, look up on Prime. Mm-hmm. Most of the movies there for are are there the original like. The original six, the original like twelve movies are right. are free anyways on Prime. Mm-hmm. The ones you gotta pay for are like the JJ ones. So yeah, yeah. Which I think those are the it's like Into Darkness and the two thousand nine are still on Paramount Plus. Uh, those yeah. are the ones still there, but all the other ones are are off for right now at AMC Plus. Um, so if you're looking for that, you're wondering where it went. Mm-hmm. That's where it is for right now. Um, but you remember in the long run that this is a better deal because that means more money coming in for Star Trek, which means they're able to do more things. Exactly. You know, um, they have plenty. We talked about the Section 31 show that they wanted. They really want to do. They're really high on that, especially yeah. with Michelle Yeoh. They, they're really trying to push that show real hard. And then we'll see what other concepts and things that they'll come up with. I mean, but we already know there's multiple seasons of Lower Deck. Lower Deck season two is done. It's getting ready to come out. And they've already are working on three and wow. possibly four. That's you know, awesome. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, really it is. It's, you know, those are all the things that we can go, you know, okay, this is good stuff. We know Picard's going three seasons. Actually, know? actually, there's news of Picard going six seasons now. Right. Yeah. Which, you know, thanks for blowing my spot, bro. Well, but- hey, man, listen, okay. <laughs> Got to get my shit in, okay? I know you do. I know you do. It's like a New Japan match. Fuck yeah. psychology. I'm just going to get my shit in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, also, yeah, I forgot. We have that Star Trek Prodigy 
coming yeah, out soon Friday, too. Yeah. You know, um, so I don't know if you've seen. Have you seen any of the uh, trailers for Lower Deck? Uh, yeah, two? they're hilarious. They're great. Have you yeah. seen the one where uh, Blimler has the Tom Paris commemorative plate? Yes, yes. Okay, well, apparently that is a real product. It is really? available today. The Tom <laughs> Paris plate, you could buy it as a real thing, and it's available starting today. Oh my if you go God. to Star Trek Unlimited dot com you can register star trek unlimited.com yeah and you can go oh, and get God. that that plate that is in the show with the cartoon look at everything you can get that plate you know it's by the hilarious. way by the way i did order the playmobile enterprise set did you really the I, did, I, did. I got it on sale it was like 449 dollars oh there, there you go it's 50 bucks off, yeah, 50 sure. bucks off. I, it was on was zabby i was like look at this i was like it's like, eh, yeah, well, I don't <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, coming good. Yeah, which the reason why I bring that up because, like, once again, we've talked about Lower Decks is coming out tomorrow. They've been pushing it really heavily. It's been, you know, a lot of interviews and a lot of the people on there. But the other reason why, and I mentioned this Tom Paris plate specifically, is because Robert Duncan McNeil, who played Tom Paris um, and who voices Tom Paris on the show in the you know, Blumler has a thing, and he feels like he's talking to Tom Paris at the plate. But he's also pitched the Captain Proton series to Star Trek Universe producers. Ah, oh, there we go. So he had mentioned it about another step. He's actually come up with, you know, this whole thing in a pitch. A, I did a pitch for them, uh, is what he says. He says, I did pitch them. I've had an idea for a number of years about doing Captain Proton on the holodeck only. Get our cast back together, do it like a serialized, like old Flash Gordon short stories that add up to a bigger story. I thought about trying to produce it as a podcast during COVID. I thought it might be fun to do an old radio drama with Captain Proton, but get all the actors back together. I actually talked to Alex Kurtzman's company and those guys about producing either a podcast version of Captain Proton or a web series or short treks kind of version with just Captain Proton. So oh, they got to do the short treks. I I, th- I think the short trek because because I mean a podcast. I don't know about a podcast, right? But 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 the short treks you can do that. You can do like five minutes of like Captain Proton, which is good. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they're between what five and fifteen minutes. I think the short treks were. Yeah, you know. Um, so you know, uh, but you know, and also he's he's an executive producer and director. Um, you know, he, he, he is either appearing, um, he's talking about wanting to appear in Picard. He's also worked a little bit on it. He's also executive producer and director for the Disney Plus series Turner and Hooch and Sci-Fi's oh, wow. Resident Alien. Um, and so, but he's made time for, for this Captain Proton thing. So, you know, it's very interesting, this aspect. So Triple D, uh, which would you prefer? Would you prefer the podcast version? Would you prefer the web series version, or would you prefer like a a, a short track version? What which do you think is the most ideal? It's got to be the short tracks. You, you think you you need to have you need to see it because just 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 listening to it. That's I mean that's good, but to me it's like people. Rem- I mean like I'm not. I mean a lot of people loved Voyager. They they watch Voyager, but if they hear the Captain Proton on the podcast, they're like, "Yeah, but I kind of want to see it," you know, because mm-hmm. because I mean, it was just so over the top, it was just so crazy, you know, everything. So to me, th- to me, it would be more entertaining if it was a short tracks version. So. Right now, do you animate it or do you do it live action? 
it depends. It, de- it depends on how much money the actors want to come back and do it. Obviously, right. obviously, em- um, animation would be the cheapest. Right. Probably, it's probably the cheapest route to go there. So yeah. then you just have to hire them to do as, as voice actors. And obviously, as voice actors, it's probably a different pay scale to do voice acting than it is to do actually acting. Yeah. So I, it depends. And you I don't mean, have to worry about how the actors look because we remember them, what they looked like in Voyager those years ago. And now, yeah. now you don't, you can animate and it still would look good, black and white, that serialized kind of thing. But now you don't have to worry about, you know, Tom Paris being a little bit bigger and, you know, Kate Mulgrew looking a little like, you know, you know. Yeah, she's looking, yeah, she's looking. Uh, you know? I yeah, the Captain I, series, the Captain series that Shatner did about, yeah, what was it about like, which is free on YouTube, ago? by the way. It it's is free, free on YouTube. Yeah. I did watch what you did about what he did that about four years ago, I think. Uh, something like that. Yeah. You know, here I can look yeah. it up real quick. Yeah, I've got, age, it. I've got it. Like right yeah. here. I mean, listen. I mean, came all She did not age very well. No. I hate no. to be that asshole, but I tell right. you, Scott Bakula looks. Phenomenal. Scott Bakula could step into the role of right. Captain Archer again. So 2011. 2011. Okay, was... so so it was 10 years ago. Yeah. So she didn't look that good 10 years ago. And now 10 years later. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, so I mean, listen, I mean, back when she back when she played uh Sam Malone's love interest in Cheers, I mean, she was and then when she played Janeway, she was sexy when she played Janeway. And then I think just age and just times are defeated, bro. Yeah, time, time is as as Jim Ross would say, time it goes. Time don't do no jobs. Okay, no, no, yeah, time don't do no jobs. No, it is undefeated. It is undefeated. You know, it is undefeated. So you know, um, and so uh, you know, that's it's very interesting though. Like I, because we don't have a lot of like spinoffs or or things that you know were small but fun things like that. That yeah. you know, in Star Trek, we have Picard. It's its own show. We have you know, Strange New Worlds. I guess you could call it a spinoff of Discovery, but you nothing could. unique or quirky like this. So the the only closest thing would be the short lower decks or, well, or the short tracks. The you know? short tracks or or, or 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 lower decks. Yeah, or lower decks. You know, and so um, I would be interested in something like this, especially because it's quirky and fun and different. But still in the Star Trek universe, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what like for like I, like today. I want to watch the what if. I'm going to watch what if, you know, on Disney Plus on the Marvel series because you know I love the what if comic books. Those were so cool. Mm-hmm. And now that they're doing it, you know, in this comic series or this card, you know, animated series on Disney Plus, I'm interested in that kind of stuff. I want to see some of those quirky different mm-hmm. things. So, all right, so we're going to talk some convention news. So Star Trek. Um, Mission Chicago tickets and hotel rooms are on sale now. Right now, they're talking about April 8th of 2020 and uh, through Sunday, April 10th of next year at the McCormick Place Convention Center in Chicago, Illinois. Is uh, They've gone on sale today. One-day general admission tickets are $65, $35 for kids, and a three-day package is $155. There's also a $750 priority one access VIP package with special number of benefits. And you can get that at StarTrekMissions.com. Um, and so basically the idea is they're going to have guests. You know, it's, it's a convention. If you haven't been it's a yeah. You know, but it's, you know, they're going to Chicago. They're doing these, like, a lot of these Mission Chicago or Mission New York or Mission. They're going yeah. to these cities because um, the other story I have is that, you know, they are going to have 
um, the 55 mission Las Vegas this year. They're still doing it August 5th, 11th through 15th. Um, so basically starting today yeah. through, the, through the 15th, but they're requiring proof of vaccination or COVID test. Are you kidding me? Mm-mm. No. You know, so no. they're bringing in, they're bringing in a hundred over a hundred Star Trek celebrities for this event. Um, Creation Entertainment is doing that um, at the Rio Convention Center starting today. And but you have to remember, some of these people are are filming right now, you mm-hmm. know, and, and doing Broadway shows and things like that. I get uh, it. You know, I mean, listen, I, I get it. But that's to, to me, it's like, I mean, he, he, whatever, man. You know what, though? It's a private event. You're paying to get into it. It's not public, so mm-hmm. they can do whatever the you can, they can do whatever the fuck they they, they want to do. Do yeah. I agree with it? No, but is their prerogative if they want to do it? So right, yeah, and, and I think part of this too is stemming from the fact that Las Vegas just impl- implemented new mask protocols again, um, and and reinstated mask mandates in the city of Las Vegas, um, and then of course you got guys like George Takei, some of these older characters, mm-hmm. Chatner. In their 80s and 90s, and you know, let's be honest, Delta variant or not, they are, you know, in that higher risk. And so, I man, I would feel like shit if I was the person who gave them COVID and killed them. You know, <laughs> you know, so I could understand it. You know, um, you know that that aspect of it. But um, you know, the question becomes: Well, then, why not postpone it? You know, why not put it off until we're we're sure? Because let's be honest. Because because you never know some of some of the money might die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and I get that. And I mean, I know people have paid a lot of money for this convention. It's the first really big convention. It's the fifty-five year, you know, mission. It's celebrating yeah. fifty-five years of Star Trek. I get all that, but you know, if we're really concerned about safety and actors and people's safety at this point, why not just put it off? You know. Um, it, but that's just me. That's my thought process. I would just be like, "Hey, man, let's just let's just be more prudent, even than mask and and COVID tests and or vaccinations, and let's just let's just push it to the spring, you know." Yeah. But you know, that's just me. So anyway, um, yeah, that that didn't break you as much as I thought it would. But, no, no, you know. because <laughs> I mean, because you're saying, man. It's a private company putting yeah. on a, a, a private event, so they can yeah. do whatever they can do whatever they want because, yeah, that's it, you know. Yeah. So, so and you're bringing in over a hundred Star Trek, you know, personalities. Yeah. Some who are filming, and you you don't want to screw up filming, you know, schedules but, by doing that too. So. But here's the thing. But 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 as I said that, then all private businesses should should say, well, we don't want to wear fucking masks. Then. Yeah. Man, we want to get vaccinated. Yeah. So it should go both ways, but unfortunately. It doesn't. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Not I mean, gonna get on this one unless you get you live in the great state of Texas. Texas governor exactly. didn't resign because of sexual misconduct, um, you know, amongst his people. Um, you know, yeah, fuck that asshole. <laughs> I am so I like literally. I was like, good, good, good. About, about the time we got rid of this, no good piece of fucking shit. You know who actually got an Emmy for his fucking covid press conferences every time every 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 time i see his face on the tv my skin would crawl it would fucking crawl and then on top of it he wrote a fucking book how he did so good with this covid thing well i don't know there's 
maybe a hundred thousand nursing home deaths and numerous amount of like, you know, people in prison and, and COs getting it and stuff, but nah, 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 nah. He was responsible for so many deaths, but, but no, 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 no. It's like, you know how we're going to get him? He was touching girls and, and, and he's a fucking pervert. So there you go. Yeah. Which in case y'all didn't know, we're talking about governor Cuomo in New York. Uh, in case you were living under rock and don't know, um, I, that was a subtle jab right there um, that I made. Unfortunately, but, I mean, listen, I mean, here, here of you, it's like the fucking Hydra. You cut off the head off of one of the fucking snakes. Guess what? Another one comes back, and it's even fucking worse than the, the than the than the one that you had. And yeah. but 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 according to some people, they're like, oh well, Lieutenant Governor is Republican. Yeah, you know what? Fuck the Republicans too. Fuck those 18 Republicans for voting for that trillion-dollar uh, infrastructure deal. Should be ashamed of themselves, okay? Ashamed. How much fucking pork and how much shit, how much kickbacks these fucking politicians are going to get from this? Fucking terrible. Yeah. Fuck everybody. Fuck those assholes. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's, you know, it's very funny because Governor Abbott, you know, passed that uh, no mask mandate where you, you can't put a mandate on masks. Well, Dallas ISD, Fort Worth ISD, um, and like a few other San Antonio, whatever, all have mandated let yesterday that they're going to require masks at their schools, you know? Um, and, you know, uh, so last night I tweeted at Governor Abbott. I was like, all right, Governor Abbott, you've passed the mandate saying you're going to find people for, you know, mandating, putting mask mandates on. It's time to nut up or shut up. Are you, are you going to follow through with what you said? Are you going to find gonna, these ISDs? Gonna, yeah, is he going to follow through? Let's see. You know, Let's see. are you yeah. going to find these ISDs? Are you going to find some way to kind of weasel out of it? And we all know he's going to find some way to weasel out of it because he sounded tough and talking all hard. And then here comes Dallas ISD and Fort Worth ISD. And, and I think Houston was voting today on it. But like San Antonio ISD, they all said we we're going to have mass mandates for the year. And yet, you know, so suspiciously, you know, Governor. He's not DeSantis. He's not DeSantis. He's weak. He's he he's tough when he wants to be, but when it's, it's time to nut up or shut up, you know, he doesn't. He doesn't do it. You know, DeSantis so, did. He did. Say if you're gonna say something, mean it. You know, yeah. that's And I mean, no, no, yeah. Whether you agree with DeSantis or not in his positions, the fact that he said something and he stuck with it. To me, that's nothing but respect right there yeah, as a politician because no. most of the times politicians tell you what you want to hear and never follow through. So mm-hmm. I at least have to give him that. He said what he wanted to say and he's followed through with it. Yeah. Governor Abbott's not done that, you know? No. And, and so there's a difference, you know? Uh, it's, it's just, you know, it is what it is and we move forward from it. And, you know, of course, you know, me personally, I'm of uh, the mindset of, you know, it should be personal choice. You know, you live Obviously. how you want to live. You know, make the decisions you feel is best for you and your family. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life and your family. You don't tell me how to live mine. You know, if I want to walk around, if I like I was telling somebody last night, if I want to take a flamethrower to the fucking ants in my yard that have just, you know, shown up all over the place all of a sudden those last couple of weeks, I'm going to take a flamethrower to ants. Because I can, you know, mm-hmm. um, let me live my life because I want to kill these ants that way, not throw whatever down on the ground. 
but it's that's the whole point is you have the freedom to choose how you feel is best for you and your family. Exactly. You know, and so um, I don't I don't care mass anti anti mass vax anti vax. Do what you feel is best for you and your family. It shouldn't be dictated by the government. Exactly. You know. So all right. So uh, all right, so so you broke me a little bit. I broke you a little bit, and I kind of jumped you. on the bandwagon a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I know you did. Yeah, yeah. I, I got you too. You kind of got me too. So <laughs> we got each other. So there is a new book coming out. They've just released a preview for it called Star Trek Designing the Final Frontier, How Mid-Century Modernism Shaped Our View of the Future. So I did see that. Did, did you see this I one? Yeah, this is a very that. interesting book about the design and aesthetics of, of the original series mm-hmm. and how that modern kind of art deco design influenced the way that we would see how the future would look. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was very cool and unique to see some of these things that happened and how they did it. Um, you know, great book, great insight, especially if you love set design and mm-hmm. just some of the things that they did. Like they talked about, you know, design the, the bridge, how that worked out. Um, just little things like dishes, like the salt and pepper shakers that they had yeah. when Anson Yeoman would do things. Um, cups and tea cups and things like that. You know, all the just different, unique things of the ideas they got, how they would see that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, uh, to me, it's very neat, unique. I like that kind of stuff. But, again, my degree's in in uh, broadcasting and TV movie production. So I'm more of a nerd for that kind of thing. Triple D, what about you? Do you like stuff like this? Or is this stuff you're like, eh, okay, cool, but I'm not – it's not my thing. Oh, no, I'm, I'm definitely interested in that because – because it's it's amazing because Star Trek was done on such a small budget. I'm talking like minuscule budget. And what they were able to do, how they're able to like basically go to different flea markets and see like crazy looking salt and pepper shakers and use them or overturn them. Mm-hmm. Because I think they use a I think a, a pepper shaker for 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 McCoy's tricorder. That it was just a salt pepper shaker. I was yeah. listening to it was uh, an audio book. It was the uh 50-year mission when they were talking about the... Actually, no, no, no. It was William Shatner, Memories. He was talking about his, his time mm. on the original series and how they were able to get, you know, props and everything. So, it's just... I mean, what they were able to do was just amazing. And then, basically, all Captain Kirk's, you know, chair was, it was just like some crummy old office chair that they <coughs> used, and they, and they created that into into the uh, captain's chair mm. with the buttons on there and and those and and you see, you see those chairs that 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 Chekhov and Sewell would sit at the con and, and at in operations. Those are once again those are just you know like fifties office chairs that were basically like getting ready to throw out, and right. they just and you just put the, the leather high back on them to make them look in, uh, futuristic. That's the, that shit like that really really you know it piques my interest to see you know how they're able to take. You know things that people are literally throwing out and turning them into like iconic movie props. So. Right, right, yeah. So it, it, it's it's really neat. I think you know just the history and the things behind it. So um, definitely worth checking out. Um, you know uh, the uh, the next story I have here is how good is it to be Alec Kurtzman? Three years ago, um, CBS announced a five year deal with him um, to expand the Star Trek universe and future streaming. Now. They've just signed, uh, they've renegotiated his deal to sign him for another five years at $160 million. So he'll be in charge of the Star Trek universe through at least 2026. 
So, um, man, by the CBS Entertainment Group and Viacom, it's been confirmed by Variety, Deadline, and the Hollywood Reporter. So, uh, it's been pretty good. Now, the reason is he's just because they have five shows in production now, uh, which is getting, uh, he's he said himself that they're just getting started, um, with some of the things they want to do, um, not only with the seasons that they have, but, uh, you know, the things that they want to do in the future. The, 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 the big announcement, Playmates Toys returning um, and the, the licensing they're able to start doing because of this. Um, a couple of Star Trek shows we've heard were in the works was the Section 31 show mm-hmm. um, that he's very optimistic about. Um, and then there's also, um, there was also a weirder idea mentioned. Um, Kirsten Pitt, uh, pointed to a pitch uh, from writer-producer Graham Wagner, who wrote the Short Treks episode Trouble with Edward, which is the triple episode, <laughs> and best known for his work on The Office, Portlandia, and Silicon Valley. The Wagner pitch centered on the character of Worf, and oh. Kirsten calls the concept incredibly funny, poignant, and touching. Michael Dorn has been actively seeking a new Worf-centered series, but this concept is quite different. So the idea of maybe we get a Worf comedy, you know, is... I love it. Yeah, you know? I mean, because, I mean, Worf had so many iconic like funny moments even like in the heat as i said before my playing favorite, the straight man playing yeah the playing, man. no but here's the best thing it was when like deep space nine was under attack from the cardassians and i guess garrick and him were fighting and they get into this knockout drag out brawl and Worf gets it and Worf's like you fight well for a tailor yeah i swear to god i it was a serious moment i started fucking dying laughing yeah, he just he, he ha- Michael Dorn knows how to deliver the comedy. It's it's, it's dry. It's like the dry comedy. It's just perfect. Yeah. It's especially in like Next Gen when you watch some of the episodes of Next Gen where you see him just. Yeah, a, I know. Please, please, can we, and then can we please have that? That yeah. would be epic. And, yeah, that would be great. I mean, listen. I mean, you can still have him kicking ass and taking names. Yeah, you know, you, you throw in the whole comedy aspect into it, which would be hilarious. So, I, I'm all for it. Let's yeah. do it, okay? Yeah, I think it's War great. TV series, let's go. War Birdsman, comedy TV series. Get it done. Let's go. You got $160 fucking million. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do this. Do it. And I'd be, I'd be all for for it. I mean, he's talking about more ambitious ideas. He says, Marvel is actually proven that you can have more ideas. So, you know, which we know is about the multiverse of madness, especially with this what if story starting today. And uh, he says here at the end, anything goes as long as it can fit into Star Trek ethos of inspiration, optimism, and general idea that humankind is good. So comedy, adult animation, kids animation, you name the genre, and there's probably a Star Trek version of it. So he's looking to really blow this thing up, take it, yeah. and expand it. So, um, you know, Triple D, do you feel like this is the guy to leave, leave the... Uh, franchise forward especially with all the uh streaming stuff and opportunities they have going i mean listen i mean let's obviously obviously he's saying all the right things i mean obviously he's kind of pissed off some of the fans with some of the sjw stuff as Mm -hmm. stevie richards pointed out a lot he doesn't watch any of the new track because it's just too in his face and stuff but i mean you know i thought he's done a decent job so far, you know, mm-hmm. let's see, you know, let's see how Laura Dex comes out. Laura Dex was uh, to me, I love Laura Dex because they poke fun at everything. Star Trek. Yeah. 
I'm waiting for season two to see how it is. I'm waiting yeah. for Picard season two to come out because Picard season one, I mean, it was good, but God <clears throat> damn, it was so fucking dark. Yeah, it really I was. I mean, there was nothing like happy about it. It's like, come on, man. It's like, you know, let's, you know, I mean, you know, let's, let's try to have, you know, some, some, some good times here and everything else. And there was some questionable, you know, you know, character stuff that they were doing. And I'm just like, you know, it's like at least fucking explain the reason why, you know, mm-hmm. there was that discovery. I mean, listen, I thought season three discovery was, was, was really good, you know, because they did have, you know, five or six lighthearted episodes, which are hilarious. And, you know, they did tie in a lot of loose ends and there was, how can I say this? There was actually light at the end of the fucking tunnel. It wasn't, it wasn't like heels over strong fucking 24 seven. So, and listen, if this, if he does this wharf comedy show, section 31, strange new world should, which should be a fucking smash success because they're going to the original series format. He might be the guy. So to me, it's like, you know, let me see. Let me see how Lower Decks, Picard, Strange New Worlds comes out. And then let's see what other shows that he decides to bring in. Like he should bring right. in Captain Proton, you know, series. Make it make it animated. Make it fun. Make it something fun to watch. And then and then do something. If you want to do something that's a little more, a little more drama, then go ahead. But Star Trek has always been known for having science drama and levity in it and that's one good thing that the original series did next generation did it well too voyager and deep space nine did it as well so obviously obviously with the deep space nine cork and odo they were like abbott and costello at half the time so right yeah 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 so um all right so uh let's see our next story here is uh is about um a new book, another new book coming out, Star Trek Designing Starships. You knew this was going to be on here because not only is it Star Trek Designing Starships, Deep Space Nine and Beyond. That's, that's right up your ass. You got a fucking chubby when, when you saw that. Yeah, I did. You got exactly. I did because uh, in August, Hero Collector released the fifth entry of Designing Starship series. This time focusing on the station and ships from Star Trek Deep Space Nine as well as alien ships from beyond the show. Um, so they show like they have a they show a preview clip here of designing the defiance, some of the other ideas and designs they came up with. And boy, boy, some of these look like shit, man. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. thank God they didn't do this, right? You know, but they show like the how designing the Klingon ships and uh, there's uh there's one of the, the Sona ship, uh the Vulcan Lander from uh the movie, as well as a Denobulan medical ship. Um so it's a it's a 200-page Star Trek D Space Nine, and it arrives August 24th, and it's priced at $34.95. Uh, and you can pre-order from Amazon.com or directly from Eagle Moss Shop. Nice. Um, and, and Eagle Moss is also doing um, a Star Trek uh, with a sweepstakes uh, with a grand prize, including a cabin on the sold-out Star Trek The Cruise uh, in February 2022. They are giving away over 200 more prizes as well. The drawing will be one week after the end of August, but the winners announced on Star Trek Day, September 8th. And so if you want to go to EagleMoss.com, you can find out. All you got to do, I've already done it. You go over there um, and you put in your, your name and your email and you can go from there. Wow. So, um, so, oh, wow. Okay. 
They have because I don't know if you've ever been to Eagle Moss. I have. You know, and so some of the figures they have. They have a USS Valiant, which is a defiant concept ship. So it's not even the ship they use in the show. It's a concept ship, and they have that on there. They have, you know, all kinds of just crazy type ships that you can get on here. I'm, you give, I'm going to Eagle Moss right now to see what's on there. They have the Excelsior. They have the Bozeman. Uh, the Bozeman. Yeah, the Edison Class Federation Temporal War Warship. They have the Federation Attack Flyer. Wow. Uh, Narek Snakehead. I mean, the SS, like, stuff from, you know, all kinds of stuff. Like, if it was on the screen for 30 seconds, it looks like they've got it. You know, the Phoenix, yeah. the Prometheus, the Equinox. They have XL editions of things. Um, oh, wow. They have AFS. Kittimer Battle Cruiser. So it's like a mixture really? of Star Trek and Klingon technology come together in a ship. Um, you know, I mean, just they have the gold plated XL edition of the USS Enterprise NCC 1071 from the original series. Yeah, baby. Yeah, the Mayflower, the Armstrong. Uh, they've got the Serena. You know, you can, man, I mean. How dare, how dare they have a Romulan vessel? Well, they you know, the Romulans. It showed up on the screen for half a second. It's going to be on there. Eagle Moss Yo. is known for this, you know. Yeah, I mean, the Romulans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know you say that, but still, you know. Oh, they have the USS Enterprise NCC seventeen hundred one F. Yeah, yeah, which was that uh, one I was telling you about. That is yeah. the uh, fan designed. You that's know, a, that's a pretty cool looking ship. Yeah. Federation Avenger class, Federation Battle Cruiser, the yeah. Delta Flyer, Section Thirty One Hoi class. You know, I mean, just I mean, I'm telling you guys, if you want, whoa, whoa, holy cow, they've got a Star Trek tardigrade figure. You can get a tardigrade, really? a tardigrade yeah, figure for twenty five bucks. Jesus Christ, why are they? They you can get they a, have a they have a Star Trek cocktails mixology set. It's yeah. on sale for thirty dollars, and I do like making martinis. Yeah. Oh, there's two hundred dollars for the Enterprise seventeen hundred one D. Yeah. Eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. And there's a Moog oh. class house. The House of Moog. There's a Moog class clean on back. Really, House of Moog. Yeah. Oh so. my God, John. We could be on here talking about all this. All oh yeah, I know, all day. All right, I gotta turn this off because if not, yeah. I'm gonna be focused on this all day. But yeah, she can get the book thirty four ninety five pre order on Amazon, or if you want to pre order it for one of your favorite Star Trek co hosts or Academy co hosts, you're more than welcome to do that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna say no to it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, uh, and you know, honestly. Um, with everything going on, this we are at the start of the 55-year Mission Vegas convention. Uh, we're at the start of uh, getting ready, so we're going to hear a lot of news coming out in these next few days. So our next show is going to be just action-packed. But we do have a couple of things. I do want to. I'm, I'm not saying that I'm skipping a lot of stories because they're previewing a lot of what's going to be happening this week with the convention and with a lower decks opening. But they do. Um, so uh, let's see right here. Um, the the, the Revenant screenwriter Mark L. Smith was tapped to do Tarantino's Star Trek work, and he's released a little bit of the idea of what it was supposed to be about. Uh, um, and so uh, he said, let's see, um, basically the idea was going to be uh, a gangster film, you know, taking yeah. from a piece of the action. Uh, 
uh, and that and he said Smith had previously confirmed that Kirk would be in the film, but during the podcast, he indicated that it would include additional familiar characters, but the movie would not necessarily connect with the Star Trek universe. Kirk is in it. We've got him. All the characters are there. It would be those guys. I guess you would look at it like the like all the episode of the show didn't really connect. So this would be almost its own episode, a very cool episode. There's a little time travel stuff going on. There's all this other, it's really wild. So, you know, um, and he, and here's the thing. We, we know that they're going a different direction, but is uh, he, you know, Quentin Tarantino said that he only plans to direct 10 films after the release of his ninth film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he was steering away from the Star Trek project. Since that time, Paramount has moved on with other plans. Um, but Smith has not given up hope for the Star Trek movie. And this all comes down to Tarantino uh, revealing a loophole for his 10 movie limit. I give it a 10% chance if it ever gets made. It's one of those things where it's so tricky for him to do. But if he really wants to do it, he's got the set limit he put on himself. He tells me, well, I can say it's not an original, so it won't count against my 10. I would love for that to happen. My God, I would be thrilled for it to happen. Fingers crossed. That way he will get so bored that he's going to do it. So, um, you know, there's there's talk about maybe this thing happening still, you know, because, you know, I don't know, man. It's Quinn fucking Tarantino. Yeah. What, I mean, seriously, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Give him the fucking keys. Let him direct the fucking movie. It's going to make a lot of goddamn money for you guys. It'll seriously, be R-rated. Stop fucking around. Why don't fucking do it? Release your fucking movie. Don't let him do it. Don't let Nicholas Meyer put out a fucking movie. Jesus, how fucking hard is it for these people to understand that? <laughs> That's what fucking broke me. <laughs> He's only going to direct 10 more fucking movies. He wants to do a Star Trek movie. Let him fucking do it. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I did not think that was the thing that was going to break you <laughs> <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> I fucking got you didn't I you did you did you got me I love it I fucking love it oh, oh my god alright so do you oh, want any shit. props from Discovery season 1 and 2 well you, can, you want any props from season 1 and 2 of Discovery really they're, they're selling the props they got props that are going online really? um, let's see so you've got things like uh, let's see from the Star Trek Discovery Star Trek shorts and it's the first ever collaboration with the prop store so if you want to go online and go 100% of the proceeds will go to the benefit of the UCLA COBD research project um, uh, so it is uh, September 2nd, bidding starts at 11 a.m. EDT, uh, which is Eastern Standard Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you go to propstore.com slash Star Trek, um, you can register. If you register now, you can win a free chance to win a, one of five original tribbles from Star Trek shorts. Oh, wow. So I, I screen used one. So That's this awesome. was on the screen. There's also going to be some items from the Nimoy uh, collection, you know, from the estate, such as a Star Trek pinball machine. And a couple of models of the of his ears as oh as, my god as the, that the, the the ears are gonna go probably for fifty thousand yeah it's so like she's gonna go for like a hundred thousand yeah so like here's here's some of the things that are highlighted with estimated sales prices Michael Burnham's uh, command uniform from season one three to five thousand dollars okay Philippa Georgiou's uh, section thirty one uniform from season two three thousand to five thousand dollars 
Christopher Pike's captain's uniform from season two uh, and short treks, three to five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Spock's science uniform from season two, three to five thousand. Laurel Mary Chifo's hero ensemble from season one, three thousand to five thousand dollars. Takumba's uh, Chris Obi's Battle to Binary Stars costume, three to five thousand. Mm-hmm. Vox uh, Shadi Lafif's uh, costume, season one, three to five thousand. Saru's science uniform from season one, uh, $2,500 to $3,500. Sylvia Tilly's mirror mirror universe uniform from season one, uh, $25 to $35. Paul Stamets' science uniform, $2,000 to $3,000. Hugh Mm. Colbert's medical uniform, $2,000 to $3,000. And then some of the props, um, Harry Berry's cereal box, with tribbles from short treks, fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred. Wow. Uh, Taryn Critz, Harry Judge's captain's chair from short trek. Um, it is. Let's see. Um, Eight thousand to ten thousand dollars for the the chair. The chair from short trek. Hero type two phaser from season one through three in short treks. Eight thousand to ten thousand dollars. Wow for the, for for the phaser. Yeah, hero phaser. Oh, oh, hero so you know phaser. it's screen. You know it's it was on the screen. Oh, it was on the screen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Usually when they say hero phaser, it usually means that you know it was on screen somewhere. Um, Ray Jack, Justin House, Torchbearer, Decang, uh, Knife from season one estimated two thousand to three thousand dollars. So that's a lot of and so and then I told you about the two um, Leonard Nimoy Nimoy things, which is the Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah. They're the ears from Into Darkness, and then the 25th anniversary pinball machine. So, so were they? Uh, so were they saying for um, how much? How, how much are they estimating the uh, pinball machine to go for? They don't have an estimate. On yeah, because it's it's going to be fucking high. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be high, especially that's... with those going towards 100 percent going towards the UCLA COPD research at program. At least at least a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars for each. Touched by the man himself, you, you yeah, know they're going to be. Big money. That's big money. Big, big fucking money. Big money. So we've seen this before. We see it again. You know, Star Trek stuff goes real well and real high. Yeah, it goes uh, in auctions. And so, um, you know, uh, you know, Triple D would like what kind? So of everything there, money. Let's let's throw money out there. Like, don't worry about no limit. What's the thing that you would want from what we read right there? The pinball machine. The pinball machine. Really? That's they didn't how many how many Star Trek pinball machines did they did they really make? I don't know. That's the twenty fifth anniversary one too. So yeah, yeah. so I used to twenty And owned by Leonard Nimoy, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's owned by Leonard Nimoy's twenty fifth anniversary. So obviously you're still talking about original series mm-hmm. and and it's a fucking pinball machine. It's fucking yeah, awesome. It's cool. I, I mean, that or that, and if I could get two items, it'd be the pinball machine, and it would probably would be the ears. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the ears. There, they the picture they showed. They're already in a like a shadow box kind of oh wow, know, framed okay. already kind of thing, kind of for display. So I was like, there we go. That, that would be the thing I would get, yeah. or I would get Mary Wiseman's. Uh, uniform because from the mirror universe because i think she's very very hot um uh, <laughs> you'd be 
you be you be sniffing there. I would be sniffing. I would just do you all of say, Do you do you know me? Do you know me? You how many freaking fat smelly Star Trek marks are gonna get that? I know. I <laughs> they're know gonna that. sniff it. They're gonna fucking jerk off to it. Probably. Yeah, okay. They will. My they will. God, these fucking people. Geez. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and then uh, so uh, let's see. The last story I have really. Um, you know, well, I, I've got two. One, one, the Orville. I don't know if you've watched any of the Orville, but yeah, I've been watching the Orville. It's really good. If you want to go to Hulu, watch the Orville. <laughs> it's a great take on Trek from a different point of view from Seth MacFarlane. Really, really good. Um, the idea of Lower Decks probably comes from the Orville. Oh so, God, yeah. You know, um, so check that out. But he's wrapped season three, and they're already hinting into season four oh, for the shit. Orville. Yeah, it's been really well for him. And then uh, today, as a matter of fact. David Cronenberg on Kovic's return in Star Trek Discovery in season four. He's going to be back for multiple episodes. So, um, you know, of course, you know, he was the guy who had the horn rim glasses wearing the black suit mm-hmm. in the future. Um, and everybody was like, he's the president or he's section 31. He's both. He's he, all he could be. He's but, all but here's the thing. I, I, you've seen the trailer for season four, correct? There is a, a lady who's talking to um, Burnham who has some authority who seems to come across as a presidential type person who is the Federation president. So maybe he's not the president, but, you know, he's mentioned that he's going to be um, he's in three episodes this year. He says he thinks I was in three episodes last year and I think I'm in three this year. Uh, so your character continues from one place to another, but every episode was directed by a different director. They all have kind of different styles, but at the same time, it's a massive series with huge history and there's a momentum. You know, and he, of course, he talks about how fun it is. I mean, you have to learn your dialogue and you have to still get in your costume. Um, and so he is three more appearances maybe for him in season four. Do you think, Triple D, we're going to find out who Kovic is this season? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not because they, uh, Kurtzman said they want to do six seasons of, of uh, Discovery. Supposedly. Supposedly. Well, I mean, you never know. But 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 knowing knowing me and knowing how the TV thing works, unless 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 they're only going to do like four or five seasons mm-hmm. of Discovery, then they won't say. But if they're doing like six or more, which what Kurtzman was saying he wanted to do more of it. They will probably wait until everything kind of like like gels together, where the Venn diagram, where everything meets in the middle, and that's when they're going to release everything. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so right now, they have not. You know, they have not released. Um, you know, the idea, but the speculation is they're thinking November-ish, October, November-ish of this year for oh, season wow, okay. four of Discovery. So, um, you know, that's kind of what they're thinking based off of past, um, you know, things. So they haven't officially announced, but there is a trailer out for season four. If you haven't gone and seen that yet, you definitely need to. Um, and you need to check that out. And so the last thing I do, the last story I want to do, and it's going to tie into our main point today um is ben if you have been living under a rock again (laughs) and you don't know what's going on for the last you know a few weeks they've had various um uh, co-hosts on um jeopardy and one of those 
one of those co-hosts and from all intents and purposes that have done really, really well, one of those co-hosts has been LeVar Burton, um, mm-hmm. AKA Jordy LaForge. And so, uh, you know, we were talking about them this week. It's, you know, it's very cool to see someone like Jordy, you know, coming through and being a co-host on Jeopardy, having been a part of Reading Rainbow, Roots, some of these things. So it got us talking, you know, um, you know, he, he, uh, I believe, let's see, on July 25th. So it was around that week of July 25th, uh, Monday, July 26th. He did a week as him as the guest host on Jeopardy. And he talked about being petrified about it but he walked away happy. And, um, you know, from everything I've read, I haven't seen him, but everything I've read, he was easily one of the best as far as um, standing out, as far as, you know, being one of those people who was excellent as far as the host goes. I also have a love for him because I don't know if you've watched the show Leverage, but Leverage has come back with a new show called Leverage Redemption, and he makes an appearance on there as well. So I'm looking forward. I haven't caught up to that one yet. I'm looking forward to watching that um, as well. So that got you and I talking when we talked about main points a little bit. Like when we see Star Trek characters on other shows, we're like, hey, look, there's Jordy. You know, know, we're that theme, that Mm -hmm. meme of of Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the TV screen a little bit. You know, it got us thinking of like, what were some shows that you unexpectedly saw somebody in who was from Star Trek? Oh, uh, I got some. You know, and I've, I've got some too. And so we want to talk about that and then also talk about what we feel some of the best roles that some of these guys and gals had outside of Star Trek. Star Trek yeah. So let's go ahead and uh, talk about our let's, – let's launch our black alert right here. And let us talk about this main point today of actors and actresses who've had roles in other series and TV shows, movies, game show hosts, and what their best thing is. Now, Triple D, how do you want to do this? Do you want to talk about like TOS cast? Um, yeah, yeah. That off the top yeah. of your head, and then do we want to look a few up and see what other things that they've yeah, done? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, we talk about TOS cast. Obviously, the main one is Shadner. I mean, Shadner went from. William Shatner to to TJ Hooker, then back to Shatner, and then you know played Denny Crane in the practice and Denny Crane in Boston Legal, where he fucking killed it. Yeah, and and a lot of people don't see William Shatner as Captain Kirk; they see him as Denny Crane because they watch Boston Legal and they absolutely fell in love with the character. And then because one of my exes, I had her watch Star Trek: The Original Series, she goes, "Oh my god." That's Denny Crane. He's the captain of the Enterprise. I was like, it's like who the fuck's yeah. Denny Crane? Because I never watched Boston Legal. She's like, oh, you got to watch it. She goes, it's William Shatner's in it. I was like, oh, well, I got to. And then I watched it, and I just was just like, it's hard for me to see. Like, like when I see Kirk, I see a little bit of, like, Denny Crane in in Captain Kirk. So, right. obviously, there was that. Then Leonard Nimoy, he was in Mission Impossible for a while, too. And he did other things, too, as well. And when you see him in Mission Impossible, you're like, man, that's Spock. But Nimoy was such a great actor that he was able to, like, you know, basically, you know, gel in and mm-hmm. kind of, and, you know, people kind of forgot that, you know, that he was Spock. And then when he when he came back in the movies, it was all it was all good. Right. Also, also, do something crazy. You know, the Trouble with Tribbles, that episode yeah. Trouble with Tribbles, the Federation, um, 
um, diplomat, ambassador. Uh huh. Yeah. Not the guy. Not the guy that's Klingon, but the other guy. Mm -hmm. He was in the movie in the Heat of the Night, the original Heat of the Night in 1968, where he played the mayor of Sparta, Georgia. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when I saw, it, I was like. Wait a minute, man. He should be back on on on, on Space Station K seven. Okay, with the fucking grain. Right. What the hell is he doing in Sparta, Georgia? Yeah. So I mean, there was, yeah. The, and then I I never really saw George Takei or Nichelle Nichols in, in anything really. So. Right. So here here let's let's start with Shatner. Let's talk about he he had that movie. I think we talked about Senior Moment where yep. we kind of talked about a little bit about being losing his license. Uh, we also, as you talked about, he was on Boston Legal in the practice. He was on the Big Bang Theory as William Shatner. Mm -hmm. um, you play a D&D, you know, with everybody. Um, he, you know, apparently he was in My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, so there was that. He was, I don't know if you, you, you know a lot about Black Rifle Coffee. And, yeah. and those guys, you know, they had that movie Range 15. He was in there. Wow. Uh, okay. You know, he did that. He was on the TV show Haven. Uh, okay. for for a while, which I think Edge was on that show for yep, a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, we also know he was on WWE. Um, you know, various shows and TV things like that. Um, <clears throat> apparently he's in the uh, Family Guy Quest for Stuff video game as James T. Kirk. Wow. Um, he was in the Hot in Cleveland series. Yeah, he um, was in, yeah, I remember Hot in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. You know, Rookie Blue, um, Psych. He was in the TV series Psych. Uh. Wow. You know, um, Bruno Mars, the lazy song, alternate version. Apparently, he makes an appearance in there. Jeez, he had man. that short run show on CBS called "Shit My Dad Says." <laughs> you know, <laughs> he was the guy who's the dad who said all those kind of th crazy oh, things. Yeah. You know, he has. Let's be. He was in Fanboys, Boston Legal, um, uh, all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, he's he's the big one. Now, let's 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 talk a little Leonard Nimoy. All right, uh, let's see. Leonard Nimoy. Let me spell that one out a little bit. Um, why is it being a punk? <laughs> uh, and as the computer is going over strong, there we go. Yeah. Now the now the commercial, yeah, now it's working. All right. Um, apparently, it's decided. Oh, okay. So, as you mentioned, he, of course, Star Trek. We don't have for that, but we, of course, he was also in. Um, you know, as you mentioned, Mission Impossible. Yeah. Um, and uh, and stuff like that. Apparently, he was in the Family Guy video game as well, the Quest for Stuff. Um, he was on from 20, 2009 to twenty twelve. He was on that TV series Fringe uh, as Doctor William Bell. Okay. Um, he was on the Big Bang series, uh, Big Bang Theory as Mister Spock. Apparently, he did Kingdom Hearts 3D, Dream Drop Distance. He was in a voice actor there for wow, that. Okay. Um, Transformers Dark of the Moon. He was the voice of Sentinel Prime. I don't know if a lot of people knew really? that. Really? Yeah, that was him. You know, yeah. Wow. So, which is great for him. He just had to show up and talk, you know. Um, he's done Land of the Lost. He was the Zarn. The 2009 release, um, his voice was the Zarn. Um, he's done a lot of voice acting. Uh, Atlantis, the Lost Kingdom. He was King Nashkim Niskaya. Um, and let's see, Futurama. He was mm -hmm. his own head. Civilization Four. He's the narrator's voice. Um, let's see. 
So he's done a lot of things, but you know, not quite as high high level. He was on The Simpsons. He was on The Outer Limits in 1995 mm-hmm. as Thurman Cutler. Uh, Bonanza under attack. He was Frank James. Um, let's see. You know, so, um, you know, he, his stuff. Oh, you remember Transformers the movie in 1986? Yeah. He was Galvatron. Really? Yeah. So a lot of his wow. stuff. Wow. You know, he did make an appearance on TJ Hooker. Motherfucking Galvatron. Yeah. He did make an appearance on TJ Hooker as Lieutenant Paul McGuire. So that had to have been fun for him to be on a show with Shatner again. Yeah, um, he did a TV miniseries called Marco Polo where he was Ahmed. Um, and then, uh, you know, so, but a lot of his stuff is a lot more voice acting because he does have a distinguished voice and um, very unique aspect to the way he speaks. Apparently he was on Gunsmoke and Get Smart. Um, oh, you know, some older stuff I back in the think, 60s. I think I remember him seeing on Get Smart. Combat, uh, and then the Virginian. So you know he's he's done quite a few things as well. Um, uh, you know, so you know that that is um, you know that's uh, uh, let's see let's let's do James Doohan. Yeah, um, let's look and see if he's done anything. You know, off the top of our heads that we can think of. That's like, oh, okay, yeah. A ton uh, of Star Trek novels. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. Oh, okay. Apparently, from 1996 to 1997, you are not going to believe this. Okay. Bold and the Beautiful as Damon Warwick. Bold and the Beautiful? Yeah. What yeah. was that? Was, it, was that a soap opera? Yeah, the soap opera. Really? Yeah. James yeah. Doohan. James Doohan. Bold Jeez. and Beautiful, 1996, 1997. Um, that was that was right after Star Trek Six. Yeah, so you know, I mean, it, it shows his last actual acting credit in two thousand five. Skinwalker: Curse of the Shaman. Okay. His name was Judge Peterson. That's his last uh, credited acting thing um, yeah, that he did. Yeah. Um, he did a TV series called Homeboys in Space Homeboys. as Pippin. Yeah, uh, you know, there's there's not a Loaded Weapon One. He was Scotty and Loaded okay. Weapon One. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Knight Rider 2000. He was James Scotty Doohan. Uh, Knight Rider 2000? Yeah. It was a, t- a TV movie. It yeah, aired in 1991. I, I, I remember watching it. It was yeah. awful. Yeah. MacGyver, the TV series, he made an appearance as Speedy. And the episode was called Harry's Will. And he was he was Speedy in that. Um, What's his name? Magnum P.I. He made an appearance as Archie McPherson in the Big Blow episode. <laughs> Fantasy Island. Okay. He made an appearance yeah. in 1983 as Governor Gaspar Dianard, um in the episode Naughty Marietta, The Winning Ticket. Um, let's see. There's a Jason of Star Command TV series, and his name, he was Commander Carvin. That was in 78. Um, let's, so I'm just trying to think. Uh, a lot of this other stuff I've never even heard of. Or, yeah, it's all you know, Daniel Boone. Um, yeah. You he know. did a lot of like he did a lot of like one off stuff. Yes. Know, so. Um, so you know, uh, apparent. Oh, he was apparently in the original Fugitive series in 1965 as, as as a, a, an actor or anything like that. Um, okay, let's see. How about um, let's see. Who else from the original series do we want to look up and see if we can find? Our, Michelle our, Nichols. All right. 
Michelle Nichols. Here we go. Let's see what we can find here for her. All right. So I think it's going to be a lot of Star Trek stuff. Uh, yeah. Okay. There's, um, yeah, there's not a lot on here that I'm No, like. no. I mean, she was, she, the thing with Michelle, she did a lot of Broadway. Yeah. So there's apparently a 2020 a TV series called Space Command. She was Octavia Butler, but I've never heard of that. Never uh, oh, apparently she was in Sharknado 5, Global Swarming. Oh, God. As Secretary General Star. Um, let's see. Uh, Renegades. Oh, the Star Trek Renegades thing, I think. Yeah. Um, she I tried. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Ah, here we go. You ready? Right. 2016. She played Lucinda Winters on The Young and the Restless, another soap opera. Oh, wow. So, um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, so the, there's Scooby Doo, the, the Curse of the Lake Monster TV movie. She played a senator. Okay. So, um, oh, that's right. She was on Heroes in the 20, you know, in 2007. Oh, yeah, I remember. Heroes, yeah. Nana Dawson is what who she was. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, there's a few things there. Uh, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, the TV series. She was chief. Um, she was in Spider-Man the Animated Series in 1997. Really? Um, she played Miriam and, uh, in that one. Oh, here you go. Gargoyles, the TV series. Yeah, I remember Gargoyles. She, she was Diane Mazza, you know, in that. Really? Um, yeah. Wow. Batman. Oh, here we go. Interesting. Okay. Batman the Animated okay. Series. All right. Go ahead. You know, uh, Toth Kepra from Avatar. The episode is Af- Avatar. And she played Toth Kepra. And, and that was in 94. Uh, Kefra. It was Avatar? Yeah, that's the name of the episode. Hmm. Um, so for that. But she's done a lot of Star Trek stuff. Very connected to Star Trek mm-hmm. um, with all that. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, lots of Star Trek. Um, lots and lots of Star Trek. Lots and lots of Star like Trek. Like a whole lot of Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so are we... Is there anybody else from the original series we want to look at? I mean, is there somebody that you have in mind? Maybe I know DeForest Kelly did a lot, but yeah. his his live stuff was early on, though. So. Right? Yeah, like lots of like small cameos and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I know he did a lot of that stuff too, um, as well. Like um, uh, a lot of westerns. He was in a lot of westerns. A lot of westerns. Yeah. He was on Bonanza for a while, from sixty one yeah. to sixty six. He was Tully. And Dr. Michael Johns and Captain Moss Johnson. He played three roles um, on Bonanza for a while. Laredo, A Man Called Shenandoah, um, Apache Uprising. He was on The Fugitive for a while there, too. Um, You know, uh, and so, um, of course, we know um, that he was on Star Trek The Animated Series and all the motion pictures. But, yeah, um, that's really his – you want to know his last – Credited acting uh, credit for as an actor. Next generation. No. Oh, okay. This is in 1998. Um, the brave little toaster goes to Mars. The brave little toaster goes to Mars, and he's listed as Viking One, and of course, it says voice. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. See, Next Generation was 87 as Admiral. Oh, Lerner. it was. It was 87 years. Yeah. So 
Um, you know, so yeah, his last acting credit is that. So, all right. So I think the next thing we go to is we talk about next generation. Oh my um, God. You know, how do you start with, uh, you know, Jean-Luc you Picard, Jean-Luc Picard, Patrick, Patrick, Patrick Stewart, Stewart. Uh, Caligula. I mean, he was in, in, you know, I Claudius, he was in that show. Um, Dune, you know, in the, in the 1980s, uh, Dune movie. Um, you know, he had done a ton of stuff before that. Um, um, before Star Trek, and so um, how about X Men? X Men. I mean, he played Charles Xavier, right? He played. I mean, X-Men. I mean, that's. But did I, but he had Star Trek Next Generation that probably helped him get you know oh X-Men. big time yeah you know yeah. you know but I mean he's in he's in stuff like Family Guy he was in um you know the the other one American Dad oh has, that, that oh that that was his voice in American Dad yeah that was him wow, in American okay. Dad. Was in American, wow he was the narrator for Ned too you know and yeah he had, the, he had the movie Green Room I don't know if you saw that movie um he was uncredited in A Million Ways to Die in the West as the dream voice that um Seth MacFarlane had um uh so there's that uh you know he's got a lot of voice well, again another voice acting stuff um. It, where he made uh, you know uh, lots of things in there um, as a voice actor um, in Futurama, he makes an appearance as a huntmaster, um, <laughs> you know. And The Simpsons, he has two um, he has two credits: one for in 2013, Vigorous Older Man, and then. And then 1995, that's the fabulous Faker Boy in 2013. And then 1995, Homer the Great episode, he's number one. <laughs> wow. You know, um, and he's the narrator for Ted. Um, Ice Age Continental Drift, Aristocratal, he's the voice for that. Um, you know, I mean, Nomeo and Juliet, he's Bill Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> Lego Universe video game, he's the narrator for that. Okay. Um, you know, he's, you know, I mean, uh, all this, um, he's done just so many things. Yeah. Um, you know, Baby in the Great Prince of the Forest, which is a video that released in 2006. He's the Great Prince. Um, you know, Chicken Little, the movie Chicken Little from 2005. He's Mr. Wollensworth. Okay. On that. Um, apparently, he did a show in 2005 as a TV series called High Spirits with Shirley Ghostman. And he has, He's narrated a whole bunch of those mm-hmm. as well. Um, he was on Frasier. Oh yeah, he was on Frasier. He played the gay um... Alistair Burke. The doctor Alistair. is the doctor is out, and he thought yeah. Frazier, He thought Frasier liked him, and Frasier thought he liked him for just because who Frasier yeah. was, oh, not realizing God. that Patrick Stewart oh, liked him because he God. thought he was cute. That that was seriously Patrick. He 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 killed it. Yeah, He's great. like Frasier. We're having a party at my house, Frasier. Yeah. can you come over? And then so good. Like, oh God, it was. I never laughed so hard in my life. It was so good. It was it, great. It was a great episode. If you haven't seen that one, definitely check it out. Check it out. It's 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 very good. Um, he was in that movie Conspiracy Theory as Doctor Jonas. Um, let's see. Um, and of course, Star Trek: Next Generation. Uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Of course, he was King Richard in that. Oh yeah, uh, he, you know. Oh, I gotta watch that again, Robin. Yeah, Men in Tight. You know, um, apparently he was a narrator for a Nova episode, um, "The Mind of a Serial Killer." He was a he was a narrator for that, hmm. um, which you know, I mean, makes sense. 
Um, apparently, he was on the TV series Mayberry as Dr. Edward Roebuck from 81 to 83. Um, yeah. So um, then let's see what else. I mean, then there's lots of other little things, um, dramas. I, Claudius, as we mentioned, North and South, a TV miniseries. He played John Thornton there. Um, it doesn't show Dune. I, I don't remember when Dune came out. That was late 80s or early 80s, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. Okay, there it is, Dune. Gurney Halleck, there he is. So Dune, he was in there as well. Like, if you see it, he's got, he gets this mullet, and the, but he still has this bald part of his head. Um, it's crazy. Oh, my God. It's crazy. You know, um, you know, if you want to talk, Brett Spiner, he's in, I know he's on an episode of Leverage. Yeah. Um, I know he, he makes pop-ups everywhere. Um, with, uh, with, um, uh, what am I blanking? Number one, um, Jonathan Frakes. You don't see yeah. much of him either. He, no. He's he's got more of the director route. Yeah, um, I mean, which I mean, yeah. But but a lot of people don't remember that Brett Spiner was also on Night Court. You he, know, was he was on Night Court. Yeah. He was the country hick on Night Court. So yeah, he was. Um, you know, um, he was also he was also an episode of of Frasier as well where. Right, and then Lilith were sitting next to each other, and they kind of had a little bit of like a uh, spark there because they were both ashy fucking white. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. he played uh, on the Goldbergs tw- uh, series uh, in 2019 as Doctor Emery. Um, he played in Justice League action TV series as Edward Nigma. The, oh, really? Yeah, and so he was on the blacklist as the architect in 2017. Okay. Which I, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the blacklist. Oh, we can't forget about Independence Day and Independence Day Resurgence as yes. Doctor Oaken. You know, he is on there. Yeah. Um, the Librarians. I don't know if you saw that show. Um, it was a TV series, really good, and he played Puck um, on that one. Apparently, oh, he, apparently he was in Star Wars Rebels, the TV series, hmm. um, 2014-2015 as Gal Travis, and so. I don't know anything about that. So um, that's nonsense. That's yeah, some other yeah. shit. He was uh, also in the Hulk and the Agents of Smash, a cartoon TV series as the Silver Surfer. Okay. Um, he was in Ray Donovan as a therapist, which really? Ray Donovan was a good series as well. Um, uh, <laughs> and then let's see, Generator Rex. I don't know if you saw that show. It was a very unique show. He played Doctor Gabriel Rylander, you know, oh. and some other voices. Warehouse Thirteen. I loved that show. He played Brother Adrian. Okay. Very good show. Uh, if you haven't checked out Warehouse 13, uh, Avenger Earth Mighty Heroes, great cartoon series. He played Zebediah Kilgrave, like a the Purple Man. Okay. Um, on Young Justice, the TV series in 2011, he played the Joker. Really? Um, yeah. And of course, Big Bang Theory, he played himself as Brett Spiner. Um, let's see what else did he they get a lot of leverage. I think I told you about that. William Quint, which is a great episode about the juror number six job early in there, and it's just a good show. Um, there's this TV series called The Threshold, and he played Dr. Nigel Finway, mm. uh, which I didn't see that one um, at all. Um, apparently, he was in the Aviator movie as Robert Gross. Robert Gross. Uh, Law and Order Criminal Intent. Graham Barnes. Um, apparently, he was in the Friends TV series. In 2004, Jeez. as James Campbell. Man, you know? he fucking got around. He did. I mean, Fraser as Albert in Lilith Needs a Favor. Yeah. Um, 
he played in the movie Master of Disguise. He was Devlin Bowman. I think he was the main bad guy. You know, I am the master of disguise. <laughs> um, you know, he's he's done a. I mean, you know, he's a dude. Where's my car? Is Pierre? Um, you what? know, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. He plays, he voices Conan O'Brien. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, uh, he was in the movie Out to Sea as Gil uh, Godwin. I mean, the guy gets around, you know. Outer Limits, he played Professor Drent on the TV in 96 as the D-Programmers. He was in Gargoyle, the TV series, which Michael Dorn was also in. Wow, um, yeah. As Puck. Um, uh, He was on the TV show Dream On as Dr. Strongwater. Um, I don't know if you remember Dream On or not. Um, it was it was an interesting series. Um, it was a TV movie about uh, Kingfish, a story of Huey P. Long. He mm-hmm. was in Mad About You, Bob the Dog Agent. Corinna uh, Corinna as Brent Witherspoon. Jesus. You know, I mean, like, I mean, the guy is getting around. Getting he is around. Night Wheeler as Bob Wheeler. Uh, Night Court as Bob Wheeler. And from 85 to 87, making appearances. Uh, Sledgehammer, the TV series. He's a soldier. Mama's Family. Billy Bob Conroy. Cheers. Oh, yeah, Cheers. I remember him in Cheers, yeah. Bill Grant as Never Love a Goalie. Hunter, the TV series. Willie Vaughn. Um, Good Lord, I remember all these. Twilight Zone in 86 as Draft Dodger. Fuck, he Um, was. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Hill Street Blues. Larry Stein. You know, I mean, man, you name it. One Life to Live, and he played an episode there as Ralph Harley. Mm-hmm. Tales from the Dark Side, Reverend Peabody. Um, good Lord, you name it. He's 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 been in a lot of stuff. So, uh, honestly, I'm very surprised. But, you know, he does stand out as one of those things. Now, Michael Dorn is another one. Um, is another one that I'm really um, interested in because I know he's done – a lot of stuff outside of that too, but mostly for voice acting. Yeah, voice acting because he does have a distinct voice. He he really does. Um, you know, he was on the Invincible T- TV series as Battle Beast. I don't know if you've seen that one on Amazon yet. No, I oh my god, you got to check that out. It's so good. It's a it's a cartoon about the comic book Invincible, and yeah. I'm telling you, and he does a great job. Uh, Wonder Woman Bloodlines. He plays Ferdinand as the the voice there. Um, I the think I, I I think I think I remember seeing that. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Uh, Lego DC Super Villains video game. He plays Calabac. Um, <laughs> you know, in Justice League Action TV, he plays Atrocitus. Okay. Transformers Titans Return TV miniseries, Fortress Maximus. Um, XCOM 2, the War of the Chosen video game. He plays Mox. He does a lot of video game stuff, a lot of voiceover stuff. Uh, apparently, he was on the Arrow TV series as Prometheus. So, oh, okay. So he, was, he was the voice for Prometheus. So, oh, I can know. see. Yeah, now I remember. Now, yeah, you know. Um, let's see. Uh, apparently, he played a TV series called Uncle Grandpa and did additional voices for that. Uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles TV series 2015 2016. He played Captain Moser, Triceraton Pilot, and Triceraton Guard. Holy shit. So, he did that. Um, again, these are all voiceover, mm-hmm. you know, uh, things that he did. Um, let's see. Ted 2, he played Rick. Um, he was on the Castle TV series as Dr. Carter Burke. Um, I don't know if you saw Castle or not. It's, a, it's Nathan Fillion. He's this writer um, who is okay. uh, also solving crimes with the police person uh, as well. And so he made quite a few appearances 
on that. So it's like one, two, three, four, five, about 11 episodes between oh, 2011 shit. and 2015. Um, and uh, the regular show, TV series, he played really 2014 and 2012 as Thomas. Okay. Um, let's see, Ben 10 Omniverse TV series. He played Dr. Victor in Plum, uh, Slash Plumber, uh, which is 2014. Uh, Saints Row 4, the video game. He played Mero. Um, he, like I said, tons of voice acting for yeah. this guy. Um, you know, superhero, the Superhero Squad TV show. I remember that in 2011 because my kid loved that at the time. It was like, you know, a kiddie version of the Avengers and stuff like that. And he played Ronan the Accuser for that, which, you know, that was great. Um, Starcraft 2, Wings of Liberty. I don't know if you played Starcraft at all. The, no. the, it's a great video game on the PC. He played Tassadar, which is a big, you know, big, huge, major guy on that. He put on the series, on the TV series Heroes. He was the U.S. president in 20, 2008 uh, and 2009. Um, he was the president for that. Um, let's see. Man, he's got a lot of just one-time voice actors duck dodgers in the duck dodgers tv series he played uh, quite a few things on that um there um danny phantom tv series i don't know that one very well justice mm-hmm. league unlimited he played matt Callaback again okay. world, of, world of warcraft a bunch of video you know, voices for there um justice league Calabac, you know um let's see spider-man uh, the 2003 TV series, he played uh, Sergei Kravinov, a.k.a. Craven the Hunter. Okay. So, um, let's see. Um, let's see. The, the, the Santa Claus 2. He was the Sandman. I do remember that in the movie. He was the Sandman. He always kept falling asleep. Okay. You know, um, which, was, which was funny. Uh, let's see. Boy, he's Dexter's Laboratory. He played Robo Dexo three thousand. Static Shock TV series. He played Reverend Anderson. Uh, Seventh Heaven, that old TV series. He played Mister Johnson. Man, so so you had you had Worf and you had Captain Decker on Seventh Heaven. Yeah, exactly. Um, you had uh, that old TV series, Martial Law. He played Councilman Dick Tynan. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Superman the Animated Series, Calabac, John Henry Iron Steel, um, the Pretender TV series, Colonel Lee Dance. Um, you know, again, just um, so much, so much stuff. I mean, a lot of it is voice acting. Uh, oh, he wasn't Silk Stockings. Hey, look out, Silk Jason Sherman. Yeah, I remember that show. Um, I don't know why he used to be <laughs> after Raw? Yeah. Yeah, everybody remember that show. Uh, the Savage Dragon TV series. He was Warrior King. Okay. Um, Real Adventures of Johnny Quest. Gargoyles, The Goliath Chronicles. He played Taurus. Um, Street Fighter, the animated series. He played Warrior King. Um, apparently, he played Warrior King a lot. Gargoyles, the TV series. He played Coldstone Taurus on that. Uh, there's the other one the co- that he again. Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four, the animated series in 1995. He played Gorgon from mm-hmm. The Inhumans. Um, so yeah, we see a lot of Michael Doran, but we don't see him a lot as much as some of these things. We see him yeah. as the a voice, a voice, voice, but he has such a distinct voice. Apparently, yeah. he was in Punky Brewster, the new one, no, uh, the old one in 1987. Really? 
He, he was a councilman Weatherwax. He was in Charles in Charge as an officer in 1998. Falcon Crest. You remember Falcon Crest? I don't remember Falcon Crest. Uh, okay. Webster. He was in Webster as Lieutenant Worf in Le Webster. No. Yes. In 1989, he was you Lieutenant Worf. You know why he was Lieutenant Worf in 1989? Yeah. Probably, probably because of uh, Star Trek. Yeah, crossover. Yeah. Crossover. Yeah. yeah, they were doing something. Give me a oh, break. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember. They did a whole Webster uh, Star Trek crossover thing. Yeah. 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 Give me a break. He was on that TV series as Major okay. Carpenter, Quentin T. Jones. Chips. He was in Chips, 77 to 82, as offered Jebediah Turner and police officer with glasses. Okay. So, police um, officer with glasses. Yeah, but uh, mostly as Officer Jebediah Turner. That was mostly what it, But he says mm. 60 episodes, so he was mostly Jebediah Turner. Wow. Um. Apparently, he's uncredited as being Apollo Creed's bodyguard in Rocky, the first Rocky. Really? He played uh, he played one one uh, Days of Our Lives as Jimmy um, in 86 and 87. Knott's Landing, he played in 81 as a paramedic. So he's gone around, too, a little yeah. bit. You know, all right. So, what about anybody else in the next generation you want to talk about? And well, I, the, the well, the one guy I want to talk about is Cole Meany because he was in one of my favorite movies. Oh, a layer cake. Is, are you considering him? Let's be honest. Uh, it, we, is he? Is he? See, okay, IMDb has him listed as Deep Space Nine. I think he's both. He is both, but that he's he has more credited time under Deep Space Nine. He he. He does so. Yeah. I mean, from from next year. I mean, I mean, I mean. There's really nobody else, really. I mean, because yeah, uh, Denise Crosby thought she was going on to bigger and better things, and she unfortunately took a nosedive mm -hmm. from that. Uh, Marina asserts that she really hasn't done anything. No. So, uh, Michelle Forbes and Tenro, she didn't do anything. Hmm. Um, shit. Who else is there from Next Gen? I mean, the only other one would be LeVar Burton, which we LeVar talked Burton. about. Gates yeah. McFadden. Gates McFadden has done that much. I know Diana Maldar. She was in a couple um, original series episodes where she played right. uh, Miranda Jones with the whole Colos one. Mm -hmm. and then she played a female um, lieutenant. When when those um oh god when those space beings took over the bodies of Kirk and Spock and everybody right uh so but other than that I really there's and there's really nothing for her anyway so she really mm -hmm. didn't do all that much so mm -hmm. no I think I think Colmini is a great transition between Next Generation and Deep Space Nine you know um, we know he was in the movie. Um, uh, most recent movie that it was Tolkien. I don't know if you saw that one or not. No. Uh, about the life of uh, of Tolkien and great. He plays Father Francis in that. Does a really great job at it. Uh, Hell on Wheels. I don't know if you saw that one or not with uh, Anson Mount. Um, he oh, played really? opposite Anson Mount, and he plays Thomas Doc Durant, who runs the railroad. Him and and Anson Mount in that show together are just great. That was from 2011 to 2016. Um, he's in a lot of stuff as well. Um, the Driver TV miniseries, he's he's named The Horse. Um, and, I mean, he do, he's does a lot of Irish things. You oh, know? yeah, because he's Irish, yeah. He's Irish, so. But, I mean, but, like, the really big one, I think, is Lair Cake because 
it was him and Daniel Craig who right. went on to become the next James Bond. So right. and and Larry Cake is just a great, great movie. Right. It's 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 a movie about making drugs and selling drugs. Right. Well and I the mean, amount of bullshit that goes into it. You gotta figure you remember he was in Law Abiding Citizen. Um, you know, uh, as Detective Dunnigan with that was Gerard Butler, you know, doing that mm-hmm. in two thousand nine. Life on Mars, the TV series, Lieutenant Gene Hunt. He made an appearance there. Um, and the Simpsons TV series he played in 2009, Tom O'Flanagan in the name of the ga- the grandfather. Really? Yeah, he played that. Um, Law and Order, the TV series, he played Wyatt London in 2008. Um, and the TV movie Life on Mars, he plays Detective Gene Hunt. Um, I mean, and he just got a lot. I'm trying to find the main things that people would see and be like, okay. Oh, the TV series The Union. Unit that was a good show about like Delta 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 Force. Okay, um, and he he was uh, charged the affairs um, is the name of his character. And then I remember this one too. He was in Stargate Atlantis as Cohen, one of okay. these guys who was on another planet and tries to come over everything. Uh, Law and Order: Criminal Intent. He played Judge Harold Garrett, um, which is another. One. Then Lair Cake. He played Gene, um, as you so aptly told us there. Um, let's see. There was da, 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 da. so he did a TV movie called King of Texas as Henry Tomlinson, but he also, you know, who was also in that with him? Patrick Stewart. Really? Patrick Stewart and him both share, um, you know, things like that. Uh, Mystery Alaska. I don't know if you saw that or not. It was pretty cool. He plays Mayor Scott Pitcher. That was a good movie. Um, in 1999. Um, of course, we know about Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Um, he's done a lot of movies, you know, Con Air, Agent Duncan Malloy. Oh yeah. I knew, I thought I knew him from Con Air. Yep. There he is there. He's that hard ass guy with the Corvette. Uh, Gargoyles, the TV series in 96, he played Mr. Duggan in the episode Hound of the Ulsters. Um, you know, let's see what else. Next generation book and prayer. Dr. Quinn Manson woman. Apparently he played Jake Slicker. Um, and, and that show. Uh, Last of the Mohicans, Major Ambrose. I do wow. remember him in that. Man, do, he's know. a he's a he's a big time fucking actor. Man, he is MacGyver, the TV series from 1991. Doctor Irwin Malcolm. Um, he made an appearance there. The new Adam Twelve TV series. He played father in that. Um, Die Hard Two. He was the pilot of the Windsor plane. Okay. Um, Dick Tracy, cop at Tess's house. Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing this as more of like his more. Um, One Life to Live, the TV series, you know, the the uh, soap opera. He played Star Patrick Trek London. And, He's okay. fucking Star Trek actors and fucking yeah. soap operas. Jesus. Yeah, Patrick London and Al. Apparently he was in Kenny Rogers as the Gambler Part 3, The Legend Continues, as Tinkerer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, my God. Uh, he made an appearance in Remington Steel as Man in Tavern. Okay. Uh, you know, so this is you know, getting part more into the um, cameos and stuff. Cameos and early starts like that. So that's called me. Of course, you can't talk Deep Space Nine without talking Avery Brooks. Brooks. You know, of course, you know, um, Deep Space Nine is what most people know him for. But most people also don't remember he was in the t- he had his own TV show called Hawk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, apparently. But hey. You want to know one of his things? Uh, Bible Mysteries, the TV series. He was a narrator for the episode Joseph and his Coat of Many Colors. Um, uh, so, which is very cool. American History X. He was in that in 1998. 
as Sweeney. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Gargoyles. Man, a lot of these guys were in Gargoyles as you know, one officer, two officers, anything, anything like that. Um, he played No Car. Spencer, TV movies. He played Hawk, of course, which is where originally he was from. Yeah. And then they had a, his own TV series in 89 called A Man Called Hawk, where he played yeah. Hawk. Uh, Roots the Gift. He played Cletus Moyer in 1988. Spencer for Hire. He played Hawk in that as well. Um, uh, apparently, he was in Uncle Tom's Cabin, um, the TV movie in 1987 as Uncle Tom. Um, and that. Other than that, there's some other things, but there's not much. So he started, according to this, in 1984. And his last credited thing as an actor is Star Trek Legacy, the video game, in 2006. So, you know, he's just kind of done his thing. He's he's teaching he's, he's teaching acting at Princeton, I think. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. And I mean, he's a director, a music department sound composer, you know, you know, it says, you know, self produced stuff what we left behind all where he played himself. yeah good i mean overall just good you know good good guy avery brooks all right anybody else from from uh deep space nine you want to find out about? i'll give you two i'll give you two people from deep space nine okay the actor that played michael eddington oh 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 uh, oh i don't know i could tell you the one thing that he played in that kind of like that kind of made me just absolutely just like want to throw up. Mm-hmm. Now I love the TV series in the a NBC CBS show, which that aired a lot of the syndicate Star Trek stuff on it, and did air Star Trek: Next Generation. So obviously, a lot of the actors were used on shows, and the big show then during the '80s was in the Heat of the Night with Carol O'Connor and everyone else. So he played. A, a teacher at the school where um, Detective Tibbs' wife um, was the principal at, he rapes her. And mm. he very, very just, it just, it's it's a ghastly, ghastly scene, but it shows you, you know, how, you know, how terrible it is to be raped. And, um, yeah, and it's Eddington. He's a piece of shit. So <laughs> even, mm. even, even, even in the roles that he's had, even after D Space Nine, he's still a piece of shit. <laughs> right, right, yeah, exactly. All right, let's see. I'm trying to find. I'm going to to, to episodes to see if maybe I can find the character. Also, too, Nana Nana Visitor was an episode of The Heat of the Night where mm-hmm. her her family had this like big like newspaper thing, and she was going to sell it, and she was going to sell it to uh, African American gentleman from New York. The good old boys didn't like that. But come to find out, her and the and the gentleman from New York are actually in were actually in a pretty you know high and heavy relationship. So, mm. yeah. Uh, yeah, another another big one um, would be Alexander Siddig. You know, who yeah. played Doctor Bashir. Mm-hmm. You know, he he was a, a big one as well. Um, of course, he was in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, he played there for a while, um, and he pops up as, in different places. Also, Renee uh, Aberjanus, yeah. um, Aberjanus, I, I forget how you say. He played in he played in Boston Legal as well. As well, um, yeah. he played. You're, you're you're nothing but a skinny manager. <laughs> yeah, and and but like both of those guys have tons of just you know 
one-off and, and bit parts and and you things know, like that. You know, you know, just, you know, you know. This was in Boston Legal. That a lot of like time in Boston Legal. Mm. Armin Sherman that played Cork. Mm. Yeah, he was in there too as a uh, judge. I think judge. Yeah, he was a judge. Yeah. You know, um, let's see. Uh, I'm just trying to see where. I'm trying to find where Eddington is, and because I don't know the actor's name, I don't know the actor's name either. Yeah, I mean he's a good actor, so I mean yeah. I tell you, he really makes you hate him. Like yeah, in, in that episode of Heat of the Night, you really just want to see him get his ass kicked. So yeah, yeah. I mean Terry Farrell, she's popped up every now and then, not much. Alexander Siddig has popped up a few times. Armin Shimmerman a few times. Um, you know, uh, but you know nobody. You know, really outside of that. All right. So after that, we've got a Voyager. Um, so um, let's see, Kate Mulgrew. We're gonna Kate always uh, yeah. start with the captains, of course. Uh, made famous when her return on Orange Is the New Black. You know, yep. with, with Netflix um, uh, on there. Um, apparently, there's a series that she's on called Infinity Train, where it's the cat or cat. Um, Mr. Mercedes TV series, Alma Lane, Orange is the New Black, as we talked about. Um, let's see. Stretch Armstrong and the Flex Fighters. Oh, God. TV series short. Oh, she boy. was Dr. Racine Cleo. Um, let's see. American Dad. She showed up there as June Rosewood. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> there's NTSF. Colon SD colon SUV. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, she did make an appearance on Warehouse 13. Mm-hmm. Um, again, another show I loved as Jane Latimer, Pete Latimer's mom, which is very cool to see there. Um, she was on the TV series Mercy as Miss Jeannie Flanagan. I don't know if you saw that one or not. Nice, um, yeah. Also, the Black Donnellys. It only lasted a year, but that was really good. She played mm-hmm. Helen Donnelly, Donnelly, Donnelly mm-hmm. on that one. She was in Law & Order SVU as Donna Gleason. Um, let's see what else. Cheers. Uh, Cheers. I, haven't, I haven't got there yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Once again, I'm oh. just trying to get my shit in. Yeah. 1996. She was in uh, the Gar again. Another Gargoyles veteran. Man, dude, Gargoyles As- was getting it all. Tatana, uh, Anastasia Renard. Uh, Batman, the animated series, she played the Red Claw. And Red- oh, she did play the Red Claw. I knew I recognized Red Claw's voice from somewhere. Yeah. So that's Kate Mulgrew. That's um, awesome. You know, um, which is very cool. Um, Murder, she wrote. She was Maude Gillis, Joanna Rollins, and Sonny Greer. So she played three different people on Murder, she wrote from 87 to 94. Murder, she uh, Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, you remember there? The, you remember that video game Wild West Cowboys of Moo Mesa where you as a side-scroller and you shot all these things? Apparently they made a TV series out of that. And really? she played Miss Barbara and Barbwire Babs. Good um, Lord. Yeah. Uh, so let's see what else. Murphy Brown, she was on there as Hillary. Oh, she, oh, she was in Murphy Isaac. Brown. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. Roots, the gift. She played Hattie Caraway, so she played along with uh, Avery Brooks. You know what? Uh, you know, I'm surprised. I'm, I'm surprised that that Murphy Brown is not one of these streaming services. Yeah, you know, I'm, 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 I'm really surprised because I mean that was a that was a great show. Yeah. All right, here you go. The one you've been waiting for, 1986. Cheers, Janet Elridge. Three part. 
Yeah, three-parter. Three yeah. And then she played on St. Elsewhere, the TV series, and a two-parter, mm-hmm. Helen O'Casey. Um, let's see. And then Mrs. Columbo, the TV series. She played Kate Callahan, Kate Columbo. Mm-hmm. Um, she was on Dallas. One episode is Garnet McGee. And that is about it for Kate Mulgrew. Um, as far as notable places where she's made an appearance, uh, anybody else from Voyager you want to check out? I, I the only maybe is uh, Jerry Ryan, Seven of Nine, but I mean she really hasn't been in in, in that much. Right. I know um, Boston Legal. You know she did that. Boston Legal, yeah, she did do Boston Legal. Was that was that the one where Shatner's like, I know some wonderful ethnic yeah. slurs. Oh yeah. my god! Well, somebody. Okay, okay. So, here we go. Here we go. Okay. We got a few. Uh, so they, they redid the MacGyver, MacGyver series this year. Apparently, she yeah. made three appearances as Gwendolyn okay. Hayes on that. Um, she was in the movie Devil's Revenge as Susan. Um, the Bosch uh, TV series that's on Amazon Prime. She's been on there from 2016 to 2019 as Veronica Allen. Okay. Um, Major Crimes, uh, the TV series. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's a good one. She plays Linda Rothman. She's made three appearances as that. Okay. She was on the Arrow TV series as Jessica Danforth. Um, in that really, mm-hmm. you know, um, t- oh, get this NCIS, the TV series, she played Rebecca Gibbs, so I'm assuming an ex wife or something like that. Yeah, um, Body of Proof. She, um, I don't know if you remember that TV series or not. She played Kate Murphy on that. Hmm. Um, Warehouse 13 again, another great show. She played Amanda Latimer, Pete Latimer's love, you know, ex wife. Uh, the other show I love, Leverage, she was on there for a few episodes. As the grifter uh, Tara Cole or Tara Carlisle, Two and a Half Men. She made an appearance as Sherry for three episodes in 2004, 2005, and 2011. Okay. Um, Law and Order: Criminal Intent. She played Naomi Halloran. Mortal Kombat: Levis Legacy. I don't know if you saw that um, TV series or it was on the internet in 2011. She played Sonya Blade in that. Really. Yeah. Um, the okay. Mortal Kombat Rebirth video short. She was on your play in that. Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Patrice LaRue. She played that uh, for three episodes from 2009-2010. She showed up on the Psych TV show, Kimberly Phoenix. You know, um, Shark, the TV series, Jessica Devlin. Um, you know, Boston Legal. She was two episodes uh, in 2006. Uh, BL Los Angeles is the episode, and Spring Fever are the other ones there. Yeah. Uh, OC. Um, she shows up there as uh, Charlotte Morgan, and she has quite a few episodes there. Boston Public um, TV series, she makes quite a few appearances there. Uh, Down with Love, the movie, as Gwendolyn. Uh, Dracula 2000, the movie, Valerie Sharp. The kid, Larry Larry King guest. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Dark Skies, the TV series. She played okay. Juliet Stewart. Um, Diagnosis Murder in 1996. She played Melissa Farns. Mm-hmm. Melrose Place in 1996. She played Valerie Madison. Makes sense. And was there for a couple of episodes. Murder She Wrote in 1995. Really? Laura, Laura Gibson. She makes an appearance there. Matt Locke. In 1993, yeah, she was she was getting it on with the old with the old TV. Yeah, show. yeah, Carrie Locke, the Fatal Seduction parts one and two for that. Wow. Um, let's see, um, and everything else. No, the oh, cool, 
The Flash TV series from 1991, the original Flash series. Oh, no. She was Felicia Kane in the episode Deadly Nightshade. Holy shit. I get also, this. Oh, wait. One more. One more. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. 1991, Who's the Boss? She played Pam, and the episode is called The Unsinkable Tony Maselli. And, <laughs> you know, and those she's listed as Jerry Lynn Ryan without wow. the hyphen. You know, and so some of these they have like listed this without different things, but yeah. So those are some of the things she's she's done. Oh, I also forgot to say too, Kai Wen did a guest appearance on one in in the heat of the night where she played. Oh, like, did she? Where she played an, an annoying Karen as well. So, <laughs> all right. And anybody else from Voyager you want to check out? Uh, I mean, I don't think uh, Robert Beltran did 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 much after uh, Voyager. No, he did not. But no. he did some. Uh, he did some stuff beforehand. Um, you know, I do know that. I know that he was in, um, let's see. Uh, what did he? Oh, he was in the CV series Big Love. Okay. You know, so that was after Voyager. CSI Miami, he played a judge in that. Um, he was on the TV series Medium, Father Armando Aviar. Um, let's see, that's Voyager. Uh, models Inc. Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, the TV series from 1994. He played mm-hmm. a character there. Murder, She Wrote, in 93-94. Frank Garcia, Father Michael. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's see. Shadowhunter, Bugsby, Rock Claire, Shades of LA, Midnight Caller, El Diablo. Because I've, I've seen him in stuff, like Private Eye, Bronx. These are all like just one-offs, one-shot, Street Hawk nights mm-hmm. you know so yeah he's done a few things not much um you know um trying to think tim ross tim ross yeah, graduate of rome free academy in 1968 an ultra liberal who tim ross yeah he really he is yeah have you not seen his twitter <laughs> i don't follow him on twitter so there you okay. go this is okay. the reason why this yeah. is the reason why i listen I, yeah. I don't follow these guys on Twitter. Yeah. There's, there's a reason why. You don't want, you don't want to. Um, yeah. All right. He's apparently in the iCarly TV, 2021 iCarly TV series as Principal Franklin. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. How to Get Away with Murder, Judge Kofi Bonaparte. Mm-hmm. American Horror Story, he played David. Um, let's see. Swamp Thing, the TV series, he played Dr. Chowdhury, Mariah's Doctor, um, which I don't know if you saw Swamp Thing, but it was good. It was very. Good. I heard it was good. Yeah, I heard it was. Good. Uh, he he's on the Orville as Doctor Sherman, um, <laughs> you know, which is great. Uh, let's see other stuff that we would recognize him. Supergirl, the TV series. He played Jewel Us uh, from yes. the Dark Side of the Moon. He did do that. Um, uh, Superior Donuts. He was, he was Superior Donuts. Donuts. Yeah, there you go, Professor Mills. In mm-hmm. uh, two episodes there, NCIS New Orleans. He played. Uh, Felix Hill, 911, the TV series. He played a marriage counselor. Um, let's see. Wolf Assign, the new Colossus video game. He voices uh, Joseph Gunslinger, Joe Stallion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Good Doctor TV series. He plays Chuck. Criminal Minds, the TV series. Agent Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else he's got. Um, he does some, a lot. He's done a lot of voice acting too. He's well, yeah, one. because he has a distinct voice. Yeah. Uh, Sharknado 3, oh, hell no, the TV movie. He played General Gottlieb on oh, that Oh, God. Seriously, yeah. these fucking Sharknado movies are terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Asteroid versus Earth TV movie is Captain Rogers. Night Shift, the TV series. 
2015. Uh, the regular show, um, that was a, a one-off there. Um, Arrested Development, Babies Having Babies Crew. Apparently, <laughs> he, he's uncredited for that one, oh but he makes God. an appearance. Um, let's see. iCarly is Principal Franklin in 2007-2012. Um, Young and the Restless. 1992 to 2011 as Judge Morrison or Wendell Baird. 92 to 2011. Yeah, so he he made one appearance in 1992 in episode 1.4834 as Wendell Baird, and then mm-hmm. and then in 2011 and two episodes back to back as Judge Morrison. Jesus. Yeah. So. Oh um, man. I'm, yeah. I'm saying we have. As we've seen, as we've gone over, there's been a these actors have been in a lot of different things, and I mean some of the stuff I haven't seen, I haven't seen some of it. You you've seen some of it, you haven't seen some of it. So guys, mm-hmm. go on our Facebook page, Academy HMG, um, at, at, at Facebook. You know, tell us, you know, if you see other Star Trek actors. Yeah, where have you seen know. them? Yeah, let us know. Let us let us know on our Twitter, Academy HM. You 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 can find us there. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you can email us, Academy at yahoo.com. So, guys, let us know, man. Let us know, like, what is your favorite cameo? What's your favorite, you know, like, cameo just, or role ca- or just role, anything? Yeah, the, the Star Trek actor is played. So, let us know. And if you don't let us know, whatever. That's that's fine, but please let us know because you yeah. know obviously my favorite cameo role for a Star Trek actor is probably oh it's gonna be it's, it's got to be uh, William Shatner's as, as uh, Denny Crane. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I mean it has to be. I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. I, I he's just he's just unreal. Close second would be uh, it would be Renee. Over Jawan as 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 Paul. I mean, because he killed yeah. it too, you know. Yeah. So, so obviously for me, it's about how about you, John? Do you do you, do you, do you agree with uh, what would be my top two? I think your two is good. I mean, we didn't even talk about Scott Bakula. I mean, he, oh, you know, I, oh my gosh, Scott Bakula, on I Enterprise. Know. You know, yeah. um, I mean, of course, uh, knowing him beforehand and um, uh, the Quantum Leap, Quantum Leap. You know, Master, I mean, you know. <laughs> necessary roughness he was in yeah. major league you know back to the minors i mean he he's, he's done a lot so he's done a lot too um you know and done some great stuff in that ncis new orleans he's on yep. that you know i mean uh you know to be honest with you if i'm gonna go a different approach here um you know i'd have to go with maybe scott bacula you know because okay. i mean you know he did so many great things before star trek and then yeah. even after star trek he's still doing stuff um you know, I just I think it shows his range, but man, it's hard to beat Denny Crane. You know, it's hard and, and to beat Shatner, Denny Crane. Shatner's done so many things. T.J. Hooker, Denny Crane, um, just all these iconic you know characters that he's yeah. played, um, and, and all that aspect of it. Um, and the and and you know, and I think the interesting thing we see here is the crossover between characters on shows, how they work together beforehand um, yeah. sometimes, and then how that may have tied into what gets them going to um, Star Trek. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I just, I find that, oh yeah, I know that guy. And you wonder if like they went, oh, I know that guy, you know, 
maybe I should, you know, we should get him to come in and read for this part. Exactly. You know? And so, I, yeah, it was great to work with him kind of thing. So, you know, I think honestly, you know, it's hard to nail down, but it, I mean, if you're going to go big three, I think you've got to go, you got to go Shatner is one. I think Bacula is two. Yeah. And then um, I guess my third, if I'm going to have a top three, you know, I got to go Renee Abajanis, you know, I mean, yeah. You know, Boston Legal, he was on there for a long time long and time, did a yeah. great job on it. And, you know, he also had a lot of bit parts and things. You know, I guess number four would be Brett Spiner. You'd have to do that. Yeah. Just all the stuff that he's been in. Patrick Stewart, how do you deny Patrick Stewart as being yeah, in the top Yeah, five? yeah. You it's know? Insane. It's insane. We could be here all night talking about it, but instead. My God, what would you have been? Jesus, yeah, we gave we're almost two hours. We've given them way too much time. Okay, yeah. fuck these people. Yeah. All right. <laughs> wow. No, I'm not going heal that bad yet, but, <laughs> but you know, this, this is where we want to hear from you guys. Tell us where yeah. it is, um, where you've seen somebody before. If you think you've seen an actor who's in Star Trek, you know, tell us where you think they've been. I mean, that doesn't even include all the guys who made minor cameos and things like oh, that. Yeah. And the other stuff that they've done, Jeffrey Combs and the seven. Yeah. I think he's in every Star Trek from, the, you know, next generation yeah. on, yeah, you know, yeah. um, and all the different cool stuff he plays. The, the guy from Deep Space Nine who played the Section Thirty One agent who was in Bill and Ted as Death, you know, yeah. I mean, well, he was Death. Yeah, he's Death in both movies in the in the second and the third one. That's the same that's, guy. That's you awesome. Know? Yeah, you know, I mean, just you know, fun stuff like that. They you know, that has, me. Yeah, they melted me. You know, and uh, I, I don't know if you saw the third one, but it's pretty funny when they bring that back together. I they go back to see Death. It's it's out. pretty good. It was I think it was on Amazon when I were on Amazon. Prime and I saw yeah. it. So, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, there, there are things like that that we could even talk about, yeah. but we want to hear from you. What are your things that you love? Uh, character actors or people that popped up that were Star Trek. Go ahead. Triple D's already told us all of how you can get a hold of us and talk through that. Uh, if you want to, you want to contact me directly, you can do that. Min on Twitter um, or Instagram or TikTok or join in right on Facebook and let me know. And we want, we'll talk about that. Um, and if you send it to me, just know it might show up on the Academy pages somewhere um, on our Twitter or Instagram. Well, we don't have Instagram. Our Twitter or Facebook page is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to talk mental health and you need help with your mental health, starting your health journey, bringing health, it's uh, mental health is important. It's Wednesday. I just I, right before we recorded, I went to my counseling session today. Counseling is important, guys, um, especially the men. You need to yes. be able to talk about and deal with the things you're dealing with. Um, because more men die of suicide because they don't talk about what they're dealing with. So let's talk about this, normalize talking about our feelings and doing what we need to do. So if you need help starting that healthy journey and getting your mental health on the right track, contact me, John at freedomhousepc.org, and we will talk just that and figuring out what it is you need to do. Or if you just need somebody to talk to, I'll be glad to do that for you. So um, as always, uh, thank you, Triple D. How would we find... The master of the New York donut scene, the master wow. of the golf course, apparently today before coming <laughs> on here, the 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 master of the olive oil, the olive press, oh, and boy. the best olive oil that you can get yeah. anywhere in the world. Triple D, how do we get a hold of you? Very very simple. You find me Dimitri Zerdos at Facebook. I probably won't accept your friend request, but maybe I might. <laughs> He's the heel. He's the yeah. heel. Damn it. He's a heel. Uh, GreekDZ25 on Twitter. I never, I'm never on Twitter, so don't bother following me on Twitter. <laughs> because Twitter is nothing but a cesspool of people 
from the left and from the right who don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. So there's that. Also, too, you can Instagram, Demetrius Erdos, 9778. I think that's what it is. Just look up Demetrius Erdos and you'll find me there. I've got some good shit on there. But for the olive oil and for donuts, Dippin' Donuts, CNY on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now you can follow Dippin' Donuts on Twitter because guess what? There's nothing negative on there, just donuts. So you can check out for the best food porn, donuts, and everything, what's going on. Hell dip- yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, the best. I mean, I don't even live here, and it makes me want to go to New York, which I don't really want to do, but it makes I don't, me want to go to New York to get, to get donuts from your Thank place. you. We just we just introduced a lavender lemonade, which is really good. So yeah. lavender lemonade. Actually, it's I mean, I was like, I go to my sister, I was like, I was like, what is this? What is this corny shit here? She goes, try it. I tried it, I was like, wow, this is really good. So Dude, lavender they have a place down here that does lavender lemonade and it is amazing. It is amazing. Uh, yeah. Woo, woo. Yeah. I'm like, I'm telling you. If you haven't had lemonade with lavender in it, you're missing out. You're sleeping on it. So we got that. Then obviously zertosoliveoil.com for the olive oil. I got to ship out some olive oil out. I've been, I have to send a bottle out to Larry uh, Helfrich. I'm probably going to send that out tomorrow to him. And uh, so Larry H., who's helped out Honey Media a lot, he's a good dude. So I'm going to take care of him on that because I meant to send that out a little earlier. But unfortunately, life has just got in the way of everything. <laughs> work-wise and not having an employee so but so that's where you can find me john i think that's enough john we're at two hours john yeah yeah we dude i'm plenty. i'm like seriously i'm like fuck this man it's time we yeah. we had a lot of fun talking star trek here we're gonna come back two weeks from now where we're gonna discuss something new and exciting so I'm looking forward to it, John. I know you're looking forward to it. That's a, hey, hey, Smooth Brains, if you're listening, send us your topics that you want to hear. Bro. Exactly. Give me all the information of how to get a hold of us. Tell us what you want to hear every now and then. It's not just our thing. We don't mind being the host and doing everything we need to, but yeah, you're getting this stuff for free. Put in a little bit of work every now and then. Exactly. Tell us what you want to hear. We want to hear exactly. from you. Yeah. If you got a good enough topic, we'll shout you out and tell you it's a great topic. That's going to be our main point for today. Yeah. We want to do that. So we want to show our fans some love. For exactly. listening and providing topics and bringing up thoughtful in th- um, things that they bring up. So tell us what it is, man. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. So, and on that note, John, uh, peace and long life. Live long and prosper, my friend. Also, to peace and long life to the fans. Live long and prosper to the fans. I'm not that big of a heel. So, guys, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Okay. Make sure you open. You, you, you open your hell and freak. You open, yeah, okay, fuck. You know what? Come, 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 see us in two weeks. It's gonna be fucking awesome, <laughs> and we'll see you then later. <laughs> <laughs>